0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm my host, Eric. join alongside Chris. Week two is in the books. We're ready to talk some football. Chris, how are we doing today? I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm all right, and I'm ready to talk about some week two. Um, a lot of sloppy games, a lot of good games. I'm hoping for some better ones in the future, but, you know, we'll, we'll jump right into it. But, um... I want to get your opinion on something real quick. And I talked about it on an episode that I've just made yesterday off the fly cuz I knew we were going to talk about this probably for another 45 minutes. Oh I yeah. want to, I want to make sure we chop it down. So I got that out of the way. What's your opinion on Daniel Jones starting for the New York Giants? And I guess we'll transition that into their game and then work our way forward.
0: See, I've been obviously it's it's big news, especially it's big news around the league, but especially since it's the Giants were in that area, you're going to hear a lot more about it because of where we are. Um I've been I've been reading some of the articles, some some comments that people have made. Um, some people, I feel like people are split on this. Some people are, are saying, you know, oh, well, Eli, it's time for him to go like he's been playing horrible. And some people think that it really isn't fair because Shepard wasn't in last week and Tate hasn't even played yet. So he hasn't really had receivers, Eli, for the la- for like, you know, his first two weeks. He, he's been having a struggling offense. And it, it also falls more, in my opinion, on the defense in terms of why they're not winning I mean yeah they're not putting up that many points they're putting up I think they've scored 14 this past week you're not really going to win many games putting up 14 points but it's not all on the offense and I, I mean at this point I feel like it's just kind of the Giants have been here in the past few years where they start off not too hot and they know that their future is Daniel Jones that's why they drafted him with the sixth overall pick so I think at this point it's no diss at Eli it's more of just kind of see what the future holds for him with them I mean, how I see it is this is the this is the perfect move, and where people get annoyed, and
1: I don't think it's by what you were thinking. How it's kind of unfair that he didn't have um, much of any weapons, especially since Golden Tate's still out. Sterling Shepard has a concussion. He still didn't play too bad. So here, here's the thing: where people are angry is that you go into week three and you're already making the quarterback change. A lot of people were expecting by week eight, week 10, when they go up against the yeah. jets that they make this move and they made it this early. People are saying, why don't you, why don't you just cut them the, like right before the season started, just so you don't have to deal with this type of issue. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're in the media and if Daniel Jones was starting from the beginning, they, it wouldn't be in the media as much. Um, honestly, uh, what are you, what are you going to do? Honestly, I, th- I think the organization is in love with Eli Manning and they're trying to hold on to him as long as he can. They still think he has fuel in the tank and, you know you still you see you see glimpses of it you definitely mm-hmm. do when he's playing because the defense is just awful but at the same time why prolong the inevitable put Daniel Jones in there your future starts now you want to get started on this guy's rookie contract if it's too late mm-hmm. then you're gonna have to pay him and then you're screwed and you can't pay any defensive players so start that now that way and this finally this offseason we're gonna get a defensive player going the first round or or you know because I think they're fine at offensive line so they don't have to waste any time on mm-hmm. that if you just work on work defensively this offseason. You know Daniel Jones is fine. You don't have to look in the position at quarterback anymore, and people were always looking at offensive line, quarterback, what's the issue there, what are we going to do? Because rec- they had the weapons. They have Saquon Barkley. They had Sterling Shepard. They did have Odell Beckham up till now, uh, but they have Golden Tate, who's a pretty solid pickup. He, le- he leads um, the league in yards a- yards after carry or something like that. What is that? Yards after catch. Oh, no, no, catch. no. Yeah, yards after catch. That's yeah. what he leads the league in. I always mess that up. Um, but – you know, now you have those types of weapons, and you don't have to worry about Daniel Jones going into next year's draft. Mm-hmm. Draft a defensive end with your first pick. It should have been Josh Allen this year, but you know what? You can't go back now. Daniel Jones is the guy moving forward. I gotta say, I'm excited because in going into week three on the road against Tampa Bay, it's not the biggest challenge in the world. It's not like he's going up against Goliath and he has to like take him down. Um, but I think th- this is a good start, at least.
0: Yes, I mean w- the one thing that I will say with this whole quarterback situation is that I feel like if they're going to stick with him and they're making this adjustment now, they kind of need to... You can't have what the Bucks were doing last year with Jameis and with Fitzpatrick where they're going back and forth and back and forth. And it's kind of like, who's going to be the starter this week? You didn't know. I feel like if you're going to make that move, you have to kind of stick by it Do not and let go it back play to Eli. Out. They better not go back and, to I Eli. I mean, I'm not saying don't go back to Eli, but I'm saying if Daniel Jones has a rough game, don't now put it up in the air for week four. Oh, who's going to be the starter? Let him play it out. Give him some time. Maybe give him like a month. Give him like four or five weeks. If he's doing not too great, then maybe you could say, okay, maybe we'll go back to Eli. But I'm saying you got to give him a chance. You can't do what the the Bucks did last year, where Fitzpatrick would come out and have an amazing game and then start falling apart in the fourth quarter, and then it was like, oh well, we don't know who we're gonna, who's the starter now next week. And this was a a weekly thing. I feel like you just that's when it starts to go too far, and that's when it's you know too much, and it becomes a laughing stock. They made their decision and they kind of have to stand by it at least for a little bit of time.
1: At least I 100% agree with you there because when when you benching Eli, it was. It, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's the most monumental move. A lot of people are shocked right now just because of how early it is. They aren't shocked about the move. It's just that it's week three. Yeah, I think now you gotta keep your decision. And and leave Daniel Jones in there. You're gonna give him time to develop now instead of having like four weeks, six weeks to give him experience. Now he's gonna have most a full season. Yeah. You're not winning. I, I hate how Giants fans don't just and especially with our friend Mark, he doesn't embrace like this. Should we should be rebuilding right now? Mm-hmm. Like we, like a hundred percent. You're at you have a new quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's start paying money to different positions. We just drafted a bunch of defensive players in the draft last year that make up a big percentage of the offense, so are you going to expect him to ball out this year? No, on, on defense. I wasn't expecting a great year. We're going to have zero pass rush. Olivier Vernon goes to the Browns. We make that trade. And we draft a, a defensive tackle with the 17th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So we have like a ton of defensive tackles, but no pass rush at all on the outs and uh, um, on, on, on defensive ends. So I think they just got to focus on that moving forward. Daniel Jones, his experience starts now. Get some games under his belt. I'm excited to see this moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be definitely weird because I know – um, growing up, it's kind of been the Eli show. Like as long as I remember yeah. watching the Giants, it's always been Eli out there. Right. So it's definitely going to be a weird, uh, a weird situation going on, especially if it's more of a long-term thing. I'm where, ready for this. New where era he, yeah, where he, he, if this, if last week was the last time Eli starts for the Giants, it's it's going to be weird going forward.
1: It's been a long time coming, so no, no one can deny that. No one should be shocked about this move. But one more question for you, then we'll jump into the games. Because again, we have an episode out on this, um, so go check that out. But what do you think of the, the conspiracy or at least the thought of what people are saying that Eli's 116 and 116 in his career right now? He's at 500, mm-hmm. not above or below. And going 0-2, any more games if he lost, that would have been a large like question mark on his legacy as a player. Do you think the Giants organization was like, let's not ruin this for him. Let's send him out right now and get the next guy in because, listen, we're not going to try to ruin Eli's career with this one year. That means absolutely nothing because we're not winning anything. We're not going to the playoffs. So what do you think of that idea?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like for it to get to this point, it's kind of to be five hundred. is kind of it's kind of hard to, to you're in that weird situation where it's kind of like, oh well, you know, are they good? Are they not good? Because he has the two Super Bowl wins. He was a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He took down Tom one Brady. out of five
1: quarterbacks to ever do that.
0: Exactly. So there, there's that for example that is very, very good, and that's something that not a lot of people, especially you know, not a lot of quarterbacks have in the league. But the uh, then there's other stats where you know like he's not he hasn't been to the Pro Bowl a lot he never was the, four-time Pro Bowler I yeah he was, I mean that's enough yeah he was not he was
1: making the playoffs a lot when he was yeah he was know, not
0: a league but. MVP um, he was never like leading the league in passing yards or anything there were other stats I mean I'm not saying that it's it's good or bad I'm just saying what I've read um, and and people were saying that that could be something that can be an issue along with his record how they don't know if he, it's it, it, what what came up last year and I feel like it's kind of why they made this decision now is that people were saying well is eli, by eli playing is that hurting his his legacy and hurting him going into the right now yes that's, so i say stop now while everyone's
1: like excited about him like finally being taken off the mantle because a lot of people mm-hmm. are paying their respects right now if you wait any longer people are going to start to question is this guy even good exactly and this,
0: he had a phenomenal like phenomenal years like back in the day and and so, yeah and that's why i feel like they kind of like as you were saying i feel like it's kind of why they they cut it out like they were just kind of like all right, he's. We now have that backup. Last year, listen, you didn't really have that backup. You didn't really have that opportunity to throw somebody else out there that you wanted to see and really test. So by uh, by by now having Daniel Jones, I mean, you knew once they drafted him, there was going to be the option that they might bench Eli. You it's just not what that. it's not
1: if it's like when when is exactly it you knew it was coming. Sixth but, pick in the draft, but That's
0: yeah, I feel like it, it's kind of trying to to hold up his legacy and trying to hold up his possible hall of fame run i feel like by him playing and, and really going under 500 that's really going to hurt him um and i feel like like i said last year they were questioning by him playing it, it could be hurting his hall of fame chances and i feel like it, it could be true so i feel like this could be the right decision for him in his possible hall of fame chances so
1: two more questions for you uh one on eli one on daniel jones with eli manning is he a first ballot hall of fame or you?
0: It's very, very, very tough. I mean... I'd say yes. What's, what's hard about it is there are other quarterbacks from the past that have not done as much but have made it in. But th- what, what is hard about that is that the game changes. And as we've all talked about many times, the game changes year in year. And somebody that made it whenever, you know, let's say like 5, 10 years ago based on their play from, let's say, like the 90s into the early 2000s, that game style is a lot different than the game is now. So, for example, you know, like Terry Bradshaw made it, and some of his stats, like he could be sitting there throwing like three thousand passing yards in a season, and at that time, that was amazing. Joe Namath's
1: in the, in the Hall of Fame, and he has more interceptions and touchdowns. Exactly. So, so, so it was
0: just it was just different. There were different accolades, different stats that people were looking at at the time, whereas now I feel like the league is so pass heavy that. Everybody's numbers are huge you know you got four if you don't have at least four thousand passing yards I feel like you had a bad you year had a, you had a bad year in yeah. the in the eyes of the NFL right now whereas there are guys that never average that and they're in the Hall of Fame just because that's not how the game was played then
1: well I th- yeah I 100 percent agree with you there because here's the thing now moving forward like from this point on in in the NFL in this day and age that they're gonna go based off numbers for for the Hall of Fame, but right now I think Eli deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just by the fact that he took down that Patriots team with twice. that was comp- unstoppable twice. The Patriots should have two two more Super Bowl rings than they do right now. They should have eight total, and the fact that he did that when they were massive underdogs going into those years, and compared mm-hmm. to compared to that Patriots team that had Tom Brady, Randy Moss just you know killing it, and and Randy Moss had twenty three touchdowns that year. Yeah, so. I think just by those alone, and you know, don't, not not to mention the the helmet catch and everything in between, I think that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just by just by those standards. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's that's what I feel like. I feel like that is the reason why he is like debated as to whether he should be or not because of because of the two Super Bowls. And I mean, I'm not that that's very hard to do. It's most players don't even get one in their career. I mean, like you got somebody like Larry Fitzgerald who's been playing doesn't have one. for as long as you could. Say same thing with Eli and all these other guys. He doesn't even have one. So and and he's a possibility that people are saying, oh, he should be a Hall of Famer. So yeah. last
1: question, and I really want to move on with
0: this because I know we I could go with with this all day. I could talk about <laughs> this all
1: day. Daniel Jones, what do you think about him?
0: I think. Dead Giants fans are going to look at him as like the Lord and Savior, and he's going to really be—you know—he's going to go out there and they're going to get a win. And this is what's like, kind of what happened with. Oh, we Baker. don't need saving. We're just you trying know, to. Yeah, you know how Baker Mayfield went out there and, and all the Browns fans were just kind of like, "We're saved." Like he's going to do it, he's going to do, it. and he—I yeah. think he did his first start. He got the win right against the Jets last year. They his got their first, first start
1: win. when Tyrod Taylor went down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was—I feel yeah, like it actually wasn't even a start. He filled in, so it wasn't even his first start. He okay. just won the game for him.
0: So I feel like, yeah, and then he became the starter after that. Yes. So I feel like that's kind of i feel like the the image and it's really funny because i feel like it's just because of his pick he was the 6th overall pick if he wasn't the 6th overall pick i feel like you know let's say like for example um you know the steelers big ben goes down we'll get to that in a little bit but big ben goes down and now you have mason rudolph and i mean the fan base is expecting wins but i feel like they're not as uh, they're not sitting here and they're not like oh you know we need we need these wins it's going to happen oh my god like it's amazing because he wasn't one of these top picks so i just feel like I feel like it's gonna it's gonna take time. It's gonna he, he's gonna have some bad plays. Like you know when we saw oh they're coming. Dallas. The plays are coming. Yeah,
1: you, you can't. He's not gonna go the rest of his career without a touchdown without without a an interception or whatever. exactly
0: like when we saw him coming in Dallas at the very end of the game. He ran the ball. It was a nice run. He fumbled. I mean, it happens. It's but it's, if he holds
1: on to that ball, people are
0: they probably exactly. in a different reaction after that. Exactly, game. and I mean those things are gonna happen. He's got to work out those kinks. He's got to you know get some of that chemistry with the receivers as he plays more and more and and. He'll he'll adapt to it. I think he'll be a pretty. I think he'll be a a good quarterback. It's just gonna take time. And I feel like I don't know if the if Giants some Giants fans are gonna be able to to handle that. I feel like some Giants fans are gonna be down his throat from the start if he doesn't do well. Because they better not. They but just you know they happening. just want to win at this point. I mean, it's understandable. Owen, and two, you've been having some rough seasons in the past, but it's gonna take time. I I don't think it's gonna be you know a spark from the beginning. To cap this all
1: off, shout out Eli Manning. The future's here though. You're not gonna get the proper send off in the NFL. It happens but you know the the way he's leaving off right now on a on a good note he's backing up Daniel Jones taking you know responsibility for what he's done and and you know even though he doesn't ta- have to take much responsibility it's just the times nowadays at least he's like I'm I'm embracing this role so mm-hmm. moving on let's talk about the Bills and Giants not going to waste too much time on this cuz we kind of just covered what the storyline is right now so e- during the game we didn't even know what was going to happen after this if Eli Manning was going to be starting or or being benched so but You know, he had had two interceptions. One of them was batted away, I think. I think that was one Mm -hmm. of the interceptions. It kind of bounced off someone. But 26 for 45, 250 yards and a touchdown. Again, he didn't play awfully. but And, again, putting Daniel Jones into the game isn't going to solve their defensive issues. But start giving the ball to Saquon a little more. 18 carries, 107 yards and a touchdown. Listen, if we're not going to move the ball on offense. I mean, mean, we're okay on offense. But if you're going to really start pushing Daniel Jones now. I feel like the more you utilize Saquon Barkley, it's only going to help him because if he runs for a ten-yard run, uh, touchdown—not uh, a touchdown—a uh, first down, like your first carry, he gets a tu- he gets a first down right away. I'm mixing those two words up, by the <laughs> way, and that's not—they're e- not even correlated with each other. Like it's not even close. But um, I'm saying it's, that's going to elevate his game a lot more if he does that. Um, here's the here's the weapons he has to work with, and I'll touch on them: Benny Fowler, Evan Ingram, T.J. Jones, Jones to Jones is going to be a very good connection. Um, Cody Latimer. Uh, Cody Core, who just came in, we just brought him off. Uh, we just picked him up from the Bengals, who we worked with in the preseason. I think he should be pretty good. Um, they have Russell Shepard again and again. Not the best weapons in the world, but I, I think if he was working with these guys on in, in preseason mm-hmm. for mo- for the most part. Again, he's worked with with Golden Tate as well in the preseason when he comes back I feel like he should be in good shape and if he puts those numbers up like he did in the preseason again it's against second stringers third stringers but he did go up against a lot of good competition with his starting linemen I think he'll be okay
0: yeah and I mean a lot like a, what a lot of people don't really look at is that he played at duke no receivers are coming out of duke and are going top drafts no. No one's doing that. So he's playing with, I mean, obviously if they're in the NFL, they're better, better than, than who he played, we we yes, played with. yeah, exactly. So he realistically, he's used to this. He's used to not having these star receivers, you know, like, like Dwayne Haskins, for example. There's always people coming out of Ohio State, always that are yeah. going top in the draft in terms of offense, even defense. But in, for this case, offense, there's always these guys. So in a way, he's spoiled. Daniel Jones is not spoiled. He doesn't. He's never really had that situation to where. That's what I
1: like too, though. He's not going to get bashed by the media as much as like who is he working with? Like oh, like OBJ isn't there? Sterling Shepard? Like he's going to be coming back, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like first round pick. Like oh, this kid, this dude's so good. Like he's not on that high level. He's like yeah, he's a very good player. He's not at that level. Like, it's someone you could work and with. It's someone that at least is considered number one.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's a good fit. I think that throwing him in there is going to be – he's going to be okay. And you saw that fine. in the preseason yeah. because even though there were some backups in, in the secondary and, and on the defense, but still, he's used to playing with that level of competition. He's not used to th- having that one receiver where he could throw it and get bailed out. He's not used to that, yeah. and he's not going to get that here right now. So, it's, I think he'll be okay.
1: Yeah, he'll be all right. So, going over to the Bills, dude, they're 2-0. and I know it's very weird to think about. They haven't been two and zero in a very long time, and first two teams they go up against are New York teams. So they
0: the yeah, they're the only New York team with a win. Yeah, well they're so the, they're a real New York team, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you
1: see that with Josh Allen by
0: the way when he was yeah. being interviewed? They yeah. were just like he's like I am in New York. He's like I'm in New York. <laughs> what was the question again? They said oh what is it because the Jets almost drafted him. He's like oh what are your thoughts on like you know uh, possibly being a quarterback for New York? And they started going. And he goes I am in New York. He's like I am in New York. <laughs> yeah. And then they said about like the two teams and he goes. One New York team. He's like, one New York <laughs> team, yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, so Josh Allen, 19 for 30, 253 yards and a touchdown.
0: Frank Gore, bro. 19 carries, 68 yards and a touchdown. He still got it. I know, he does. It's it's crazy. I think part of why he got those was I think Singletary got hurt throughout the game. In the uh, of the game. Yeah. I think that's part of why he got all those looks, but still, good numbers. For a guy yeah. that seems to never age. Definitely some good numbers. And again, the ball was spread out pretty much on the receiving end. I'm not
1: going to jump into these guys. But one more thing on the Giants. This will be the last time I talk about them. Until Daniel Jones takes his start. But I think Pat Shermer looked at this game and was like, I'm playing with Eli Manning right now. Um, Doug McDermott's currently playing with Josh Allen. So when you're playing with, with a guy like Josh Allen, he's able to extend plays. He's able to make plays. He's younger. Um, still developing. And then Pat Shermer's looking at this like, I have this, this guy on my bench. He's just chilling there. I could be using him right now, and I don't have much to work with Eli right now. Mm -hmm. So why not let's put Daniel Jones in? I think he definitely saw some of that in this game. He's like, we're getting torched by this young quarterback. Um, I think it's time to put the younger guy in, have him develop, extend plays on third down. I definitely think Josh Allen had a lot to do with what the change was this week.
0: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these successful teams that you're hearing that are winning and that are making playoffs and stuff, a lot of them are the younger-ish quarterbacks. It's not... There are some of those veterans in there, but a lot of them. I mean, you take Tom Brady out of this whole conversation because he's an anomaly. He just doesn't age. I don't know, but you take him out of there. All these other veteran quarterbacks, I feel like they've been struggling as of recent because the game is changing, and it's kind of it's hard when you are so used to playing a certain way and trying to completely change your game. It's not easy to do. And the I only feel one like, who's
1: able to get away with it is Tom Brady now. Yeah, because in there, especially since they run first. Yeah. Like I know I know the Giants want to throw the ball and they could be run first if they want to, but you don't have much with much to work with on the outside. It's a different league now. Times are changing, man. Yeah. Um uh, so let's jump into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers game on Thursday night. Talk about an awful game. Um I didn't
0: even enjoy it. No not no, no, even no. a little bit. What <laughs> made it
1: enjoyable for me is that I put money down on the Buccaneers. No one was doing that. And I put money I put uh a bet money line for them. Paid off for me. Um but yeah, I don't know what came over me, I just had the feeling, and I did it, and I'm so proud I did, but uh, let's, go, let's jump into the Panthers first, cause they're a mess right now. 0-2, uh, you know, Buccaneers go on the road and get a victory on the Panthers, who are home twice, and they haven't even pulled out a win mm-hmm. um, at home. Uh, Cam Newen, 25 for 51, 333 yards, Don't and it look on paper, it doesn't look like the worst numbers, because there wasn't any turnovers or scores, but... He was overthrowing people. He, he was, was missing just, wide he open was missing people. wide open like pat like uh receivers. It was just not good. Very ugly. Like it wasn't fun to watch him at all. And he's like the most electrifying player in this league when he is on. Yeah but when I, he's off like this, it's like, get him off my screen.
0: And I feel like at this point it's it's over. Like all these conversations, you know, he's had all these surgeries, he's had a shoulder surgery, he's had I think he's had he's definitely had one in in this past off season. I don't know if he's had another one prior to that. No, but now he's dealing with his foot injury. Exactly. And I feel like it's like it's too much. Like you, you got to either you're healthy or you're not and it's kind of like he's breaking down and everybody likes to blame oh well he's he's injured, he has surgery, he's he's got to get back into form. It's been he's been on and off for the last like since he won MVP. That year after, it's I just feel like it's gone downhill from there. from there. And it's been really... Like, it was a huge drop-off.
1: And what's worse is he has better weapons now than he did his MVP exactly. He Exactly. Way does, better receivers. But, but
0: he plays differently. They are trying to prevent him from running because he's getting injured so much. Whereas he was a huge runner then. That was his big thing. He would make these huge like his nickname was Superman he would make all these huge plays he would just do like the read
1: option and just take it like for 25 yards
0: so it's he's playing differently he's now turning he's doing the opposite he was playing like a younger guy and he's going into like the older days where you were a pocket passer that's kind of what the league was like he's trying to go backwards and he is very dynamic and a good athlete but in terms of a quarterback, like his passing game is just not well. And when that's what he's relying on right now, that's why they're struggling. What do you think
1: about the last play of the game where they gave the ball to Tr- uh, Christian McCaffrey to try to score the touchdown? I thought we were going to see a Philly special come in, and it just didn't happen, and Christian McCaffrey kept the ball, and he was stopped. Um, yeah. Cam Newton's having that awful game. I feel like the only thing that would have gone right for him is if he just kind of kept it and did what he could to get into that end zone. Dude's yeah. huge, huge. 250 pounds. Let's give give the ball to the best player. We were seeing the Jaguars were like were, the Jaguars were like Gardner Minshew take take us all the way to you know the 2-yard line and then we'll get it done from there. Yeah. Like at least they were like even though if he's the young guy in there right now, we don't know what to see from him moving forward, but we're giving him the opportunity to come out with a win. And why not give the ball to why not put the ball in the hands of Cam Newton to win the game? When you own one, you need a win at home, like right now, yeah. and you didn't do it, and you gave it to Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to win all your games. He's just not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the the good news for uh, for the Panthers is that they're last in the division right now, but the other three teams are tied for first with a one and one record. So they're only a game behind. They can really there's a lot of room to, to make up for it. There's more room to
1: work with, yeah, especially with the, the Drew Brees injury. But um, but it's it's, it's not looking good. That's not, the problem. Not looking good at all. Um, so Christian McCaffrey 16 uh, 16 carries thirty seven yards. Very quiet night again. It was a quiet night for everyone. I mean, Greg yeah. Olson security blanket for Cam Newton. If all goes wrong, let's give the ball to Greg Olson. That's exactly what he did. And Greg Olson is much much older. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you. Like I've been working with this guy for a while. I need something to be working for us right now. Let's give the ball to to Greg Olson. Uh, what do you think of the t- on, t- on Tampa Bay side? I thought it was pretty sloppy play on both ends. Um, but. Their offense was uh, was okay, yeah. I would say. Again, Jameis Winston, sixteen for twenty five, two hundred eight yards and a touchdown. Not the worst game in the world. He very he very much needed that to, on the road in Carolina. Um, Peyton Barber wasn't expecting this game from him because I knew they were starting to involve Ronald Jones, but he went twenty three um, for eighty two and a touchdown. I think you really need to – Like if if he gave you that kind of game, um, a, a lot of running backs would ask for that type of game. And I think to just don't try to split this backfield. I know you spent a second-round pick on Ronald Jones, but if Peyton Barber's right there and he's putting up these numbers, just just give it to him. Yeah, just get, have a clear-cut running back. Let's not play any games. Just have the guy you want there and know who you're going to use
0: on offense. I mean, he's got the hot hand. Why would you not keep it going? I mean, they have. there's very few bright spots from this game for them, and that's like probably one of them, if not like the top one that we're going to talk about within Chris Godwin, but... In terms of the ground, getting almost a 100-yard game, that's... Yeah, like you, y- give, you
1: give him the amount of carries he should get, 23 yards, and again, again 80 yards rushing, not too bad, but he also reaches the end zone. So exactly. you can't ask for a better game on the ground. Um, Chris Godwin, like you mentioned before, let's jump into him. What a game by him, by the I way. I know, he's... Uh, dude, dude just went completely off. He has a touchdown, 121 yards um, and, and eight receptions. Um, I, I completely thought after after Ryan Fitzpatrick left and, and you know Jameis Winston was officially going to have the starting job to himself, I thought Mike Evans would take a much more bigger jump than Chris Godwin, but Chris Godwin's just too much of an animal to, to, I guess, not focus on. But phenomenal game by him, and I I think he's going to be a a very big weapon to watch for moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like what's happening is Evans is kind of like... He's obviously their main guy. He's their number one receiver, and he's getting a lot of attention, and Godwin is just playing. He's just doing what he has to do. He's getting open. He's beating his coverage, and he's been solid the last two weeks, so... That's a good uh it's a good really good start for him.
1: Alright, so let's talk about your favorite thing in the world before I move on. Um, is that O. J. Howard had no <laughs> catches last that, that game. Um yeah. and I showed you the tweet. Uh <laughs> he tweeted out that he was saying he was gonna donate a hundred dollars to, you know, kids for for some foundation. For every catch he for makes For every catch he makes, which is a hundred dollars. He and got um, none. He had none. So, and then someone <laughs> replied saying, uh, O. J. Howard hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious when I first showed you. Oh, that. We, were that. We, oh were we were cracking up. We were watching the game, cracking so hard. Up. Like we were missing like significant parts of the game just oh, like yeah. talking about because this tweet.
0: it was just hilarious. It was
1: <laughs> and I knew the second Jameis Winston. Was gonna come back, and I knew O.J. Howard had a decent year last year. Back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but for some reason, Jameis Winston likes Cameron Brate. I don't know what it is. He really likes him. And I remember the first year that Cameron Brate was starting to come out, um, Jameis Winston was looking to him in the end zone every single time. I remember yeah. I picked him up in the middle of the year because I had yeah. no tight end, and he was putting up seven plus points every week. Whether if it was one reception in the in the end zone or or something like that, but he was always putting he was always getting some work from Jameis. So.
0: I mean, he's on my fantasy team. The only this is it. This is the last week and the last the reason I'm keeping him in is cuz he's going against the Giants and they cannot cover tight ends. So if if he does not do anything for me, he's out. Yeah. That it, through 3 weeks, okay, you're done. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point it's over, but True, true.
1: So, we're about to jump into the Cardinals Ravens. Were the Card- Cardinals were on the road to go to Baltimore, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so they were in Baltimore 23-17 to 17 for a team that doesn't have very high expectations coming into this year because of other than what they have in Kyler Murray and what uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury will be doing with him moving forward, there's not much else to look forward to for the Cardinals. And, I mean, it's a turnaround for the organization because you bring in that new player and the new coach and they have a new vision. But they put up 17 points uh, on the Baltimore Ravens' 23. So that's a pretty tough thing to do. And, again, even though it was a loss, um, I, I think that – the, the, you definitely see something here like something mm-hmm. sparking here
0: cuz you know last year's cardinals team where where there weren't putting up more than 3 points probably this game. They they were yeah, they were not doing anything really on offense and their defense was not helping them out at all. It would you a typical score is like 10 to like 38 like like what the dolphins had week 1 where they got like blown out and then you know this week that's what you kind of would see out of the the cardinals last year but yeah, they're fighting. I
1: I Of course Josh Rosen's on that team now.
0: I know, I'm so. <laughs> Awful. It's it's all him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Kyler Murray, 25
1: for 40, 350 yards. Very solid game. And, and, I mean, he's not running that much right now. As you can see right there, three Maybe carries, four, four yards. yards. He hasn't been running. They're using no. his arm right now. I think Cliff Kingsbury is just seeing, like, so l- let's not turn into, like, like, and it's the team they're reversing, let's not turn into Lamar Jackson here where we need to run the ball every time, and Lamar Jackson's finally – um, coming out of his shell, where the team is starting to realize, like th- we can utilize this kid in a different way, not how Joe Flacco was being used. Mm-hmm. So they're finally starting to click into that. But Kyler Murray, I, I think right now they're just like, let's focus on getting your your get, let's focus on getting the ball to the weapons you have right now. And I know we have Larry Fitzgerald, who is your security blanket beast, by the way. But um, you're gonna have to start learning how to use different wide receivers in your own way. And when we need to run, we'll run. But right now, let's not do that. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to look at it. And yeah. I love it. and they put seventeen points up.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like also he was looked at like the comparisons between Kyler Murray was with Russell Wilson. I mean, I feel like their height had, had a lot, a to lot do with of people it. get compared but, to Russell Wilson. But but like that's was. Yeah, like <laughs> that. That's what they were comparing it with in terms of you know he's a smaller guy. He can he can scramble around. He can make those throws. He can run. So I feel like the the league they they knew that the league was expecting him to do a lot with his feet, and I feel like they kind of caught the league off guard. And I like and, that though. I do too. And everybody was probably thinking, oh, you know, he's 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 okay at throwing. He, he you know he he can throw okay, but he's a really like a big threat with his feet. And he just com- they're just completely attacking with his arm, and he's not really running that much. And I feel like it's taken the league a back and they're not expecting it. So I I feel like that's why the success is coming with him.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you're utilizing your weapons like Christian Kirk as well, who I totally forgot about, who I think is a phenomenal talent in, in uh um in the NFL. I think he's going to be great moving forward as well, especially when Larry Fitzgerald retires. He's going to be yeah. getting all that work. So six receptions, 114 yards like Christian Kirk moving forward. It was a shame he got injured last year um, cuz I know guys like Josh Rosen would have loved to keep using him. Um but Larry Fitzgerald, five receptions, 104 yards. Please don't retire. This dude is so fun to watch. I know it's insane. Did you just remember we saw that one-handed catch that he made? Yeah, like towards the sideline. It was like effortless. This dude just knows the game inside and out. He's he's such a leader. He's such a great player. And I don't know. To me, with Larry Fitzgerald and only Fitzgerald, because the game of football, you turn 30 years old, people are looking the other way, and they're just like, this guy's getting old. But Larry Fitzgerald, th- this the time doesn't matter with this guy.
0: I know. I mean, it's the, just a number. And and he it's so much to this team because he's been on the teams where they made it to the Super Bowl, where they've made playoff runs, and now. The team hasn't really had that much success in the past couple seasons, and he's stuck around. So I feel like that also shows about his character, and it really means a lot to the organization and the fans because he easily could have been like, I'm I'm retiring, I want to get my ring, I don't really care anymore, I just want my ring and I want to be out, but yeah. he's not doing that. You would
1: think after the new head coach and the new quarterback, he's kind of just like, alright, I'm out of here. Exactly. And the fact but that he's sticking around just shows even
0: more, but I don't think a lot of people are thinking about that. I know, and, and I feel like it's, it's an underrated thing, but it should be more publicized that... He easily could have done what most guys in the league would do which is okay I'm going to go ring chase and then I'm going to be out and he's not doing that he's he's working through that process and he's working with the team and he's just he just loves playing with that team he's not I mean, I'm sure in the back of his head he really does want that ring, but he's he's handling things, I feel like, more professionally and in the right way.
1: Um, so talk about spreading the ball out, and I'll pretty much stop right where we're at right now with, with the Cardinals and move forward to the Ravens because they got a big game coming up this week. Um, but he was spreading the ball out to guys like Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, like we mentioned before. But the less bigger names, we're talking about Demir Bird, Keyshawn Johnson, who I heard a lot, heard a lot of in this game. Um, They're trying to utilize him a lot. He got some targets as well, but he only came down with a one catch for thirty-one yards. Max Williams, Chase Edmonds, Michael Crabtree, who was signed this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, he even got the ball to Charles Cl- Charles Clay, who I haven't heard of since he left the bu- the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And then David Johnson had one reception, but didn't have any yards. I mean, they were trying to get him working in the backfield. He only had seven carries for fourteen yards and reached the end zone as well. But he's getting ball to all- he's getting the ball to all these guys. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, he's going to be spreading the ball out a lot. I hope they stick to that mindset that. Let's not run you right now. When we need to run, we will. Yeah. Um, so let's jump over to the Ravens' side. Lamar Jackson, 24 for 37, 272 yards, two touchdowns. Um. Th- this dude is going to ball out this year. And I absolutely love what they're doing with him um, in Baltimore. I um, like how they changed their narrative of this guy's not able to throw, so now he's able to throw. Yeah. Because um, now he has Hollywood Brown. I think those two are going to be oh, a great man. connection yeah. together. Oh, my goodness. Um. It's, yeah, man, it's crazy. he's an animal. He's a beast. Week
0: one, I saw that, and I was like, uh-oh, that could be a problem for other teams. Yeah, you
1: saw it in the beginning. Even that first reception, we're not talking about the second one.
0: That first one, you're kind of just like,
1: dude, he's, he's got a weapon now. Yep, he's and then – He's cause, got one. Because
0: as we talked about all off season, guys didn't want to go to the Ravens because they didn't think they were going to get attention. No. that all these There were some free agent-wide receivers that we were talking about, and we were saying, you know, they're not going to go to the Ravens because – they don't think they're going to get the ball why would they go there it's a it's a run kind of offense but seems to be changing around and they might have actually done better than some of these guys and where they actually landed so. I didn't
1: even mention what Lamar Jackson did both on the ground as long as well as this passing game he had 16 carries 120 yards wow what's going on like he's, this dude i think he's like the second player in history not the first i saw this on twitter um uh, what's his name? Colin Kaepernick did the same exact thing, but they're trying to like erase his stats. Like it's all yeah, conspiracy going on. But he's w- he's one of the players, one of the only players to ever ever have these type of stats, where he had two seventy-two yards to the air and one hundred and twenty just on the ground by himself. So very great game by Lamar Jackson. I'm excited to see him go up against Pat Mahomes. Um, but yeah. we'll jump into that later on. Um, so Mark Ingram thirteen carries, forty-seven yards. Again, Lamar Jackson. It was his backfield. So. Um he, he kind of took the reins there. Uh Mark Andrews, eight receptions, 112 yards and a touchdown. He did well last week as well, also reaching the end zone. Who I don't I wasn't expecting this especially considering that Hayden Hurst was their number one pick last yeah. year. Yeah. And now they're using Mark Andrews. What is going on with the Ravens? Why do they have so many tight ends? They have Mark Andrews, they have Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst. Uh, and Hayden, and Mark Andrews was picked in the same draft as Hayden Hurst in the 3rd round. I don't I don't know. Maybe this is like a
0: Gruden thing where he just likes quarterbacks. Like I don't maybe like it though. Marbo like, just likes tight ends. I don't.
1: <laughs> listen, considering the fact that it picked up um, Mark, An- Mark Andrews um, this week in fantasy uh, up on waivers, they better not be switching over to Nick Boyle or Hayden Hurst anytime soon. Okay, <laughs> keep giving him the ball, keep fitting it to him. Um, but yeah, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, eight receptions, eighty-six yards. Again, another weapon there. And everyone else kind of got their fair share. But again, yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson was. The one on the ground. And, again, Hayden Hurst. He had the one reception in the end zone. For, for a yard. Yeah, he was a red zone target there. But not much else to say here. I'm excited going into next week with the, the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens. We'll talk about that later. Let's just get through all these games first. Um, a very interesting game here that I don't have much of an opinion on. I, I, yeah. But it's the Lions and the Chargers. So the Chargers go 1-1. One one. Um, the Detroit Lions are a very ugly 1-0-1. Oh, um, but the Detroit Lions took a win here, 13-10 uh, to 10, um, at home against the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, who was 21 for 36, 293 yards, and a touchdown th- the in, uh, touchdown interception. <laughs> My bad. Um, it came much later in the game, which is expected from Phillip Rivers. Yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. I feel like that narrative is every year that this is uh, Philip Rivers' year, and he kind of just pulls things like this that kind of lose him the game. Um, Austin Eckler, what do you think about this guy, man? In the absence of Melvin Gordon and the fact that they're probably not going to pay him, or maybe when he comes, he's, he's going to come back, I, he said, because he thinks it's going to be, I think he said it, it's going to be like a waste of talent if I don't come back. So, he, yeah, said he, he, so he, he said he's going to come back. He but. said
0: he's playing somewhere in 2019. He didn't specify where, but he's saying he's going to be playing somewhere in 2019. So. I guess.
1: But if he comes back and it's to the Chargers, how do you utilize these guys? Because Austin Eckler has fit that role very, very well.
0: That's what's I feel like what's making it really tough. And I, I'd imagine he's on like a nothing contract because he never was really a big role. He was no. kind of that second guy while Melvin Gordon was there. And then now he has a big role because he's not Melvin Gordon's not there but i i think he i think he's a little bit on isn't he is he young i don't even know he's pretty young yeah so so i mean i don't know if he could be a definite you know back for for the future but justin jackson isn't bad either and i feel like no, these two seem, yeah. i feel like them two together are not a bad duo in terms of the backfield and i feel like if yeah melvin gordon is a really good talent he's a really good running back but i feel like you can handle with with these guys. And I feel like if, if you know Phillip Rivers is leaving and you don't want to give that big contract to a running back because you know you're going to need it in order to sign a quarterback, whether it's through free agency or you're going to draft somebody, whatever the case is, I feel like stick with your plan. It's it's not killing them right now. I mean, Austin Eckler had 66, yard, 66 yards and a touchdown on the it's ground in and-
1: 67 through the year. Yeah, and, 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 and
0: Justin Jackson had basically 60 yards on the ground. Like th- Those are good numbers.
1: Yeah, pretty good numbers, but I definitely think Melvin Gordon makes Philip Rivers a lot better. But if this is working for him, I guess. But, again, they lost the game here, so I don't know. They did. Again, Melvin Gordon is not the, is not going to solve all their issues, but I definitely do think Philip Rivers and him have a good dynamic together because it throws defenses off. Yeah. Um, but let's jump into their offense. So Keenan Allen, eight receptions, 98 yards. Very Keenan Allen of them. Uh, Mike Williams, your downhill threat. Um. Three receptions, 83 yards. Again, Austin Eckler, like we mentioned before, everyone else got their fair share, but they still ended up losing the game. Um, right now they have their punter kicking field goals for them, and they got some missed field goals going on. But they Chargers should have stopped this narrative that their kicker is going to lose them games a long time ago. Like, I feel like that should have been way solved by now. I mean, their punter is only kicking um, because they thought they were going to have Marvin Bagley all year this year, and he, he was, was going. he's the only person... He's the only kicker on the roster. I don't know why they're doing this because... I think they thought, like, we're going with this guy. It's our problem solved. Let's not focus on our kicker anymore. Let's move on.
0: Perfect reason on why this can really bite you down the the line. They lost by a field goal. That's all they lost by. So when you think about it, I mean, you know, oh, a kicker is important, but it's not as important. Go ask the Bears. (laughs) Go ask the Bears who lost a playoff game because of a kicker. I feel like it's... It's relatively important. I mean, and kickers have been awful recently. I don't know what is going on. But if you have A
1: lot of people miss this weekend.
0: Yeah, a lot. And it's been for with from last year into this year, I don't know what's going on, but they're just kickers have been not great. And I feel like it's kind of just at the point to where it's like when you have somebody and they're they're producing they're missing a couple, maybe like a handful, maybe like five field goals on the whole year. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. You had yeah. guys, you know, I feel like a couple years ago where they would not miss maybe miss one and it was looked at as like wow they're elite now it's like oh they only missed five like it's just crazy how it changed yeah
1: i mean talk talk about the lions for a second even their kicker missed a, a very very
0: important field Yeah, I, I know because i have him on fantasy and he got me <laughs> nothing he he missed an and extra he's considered point. one of the better kickers i know elite. he got me him and oj howard got me no points i still won but he they got me no points that's
1: why i dropped oj howard man <laughs> Ridiculous. Hates the kids.
0: uh Matt, Matt Stafford,
1: 22 for 30, 245 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. um Take it for what it is. Two touchdowns, two picks doesn't sound like the greatest game in the world, but that one touchdown to Kenny Galladay in the end zone was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I thought that was like a very electrifying play. That'll get the team to stick with you. on Johnson, 12 carries, 41 yards. They officially cut C.J. Anderson, so expect him to get the bulk of the of the work now. Uh, they did sign Paul Perkins. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> get off the Giants roster for once. I special, he was even he's a special t- he's a special team player at most. Maybe maybe even a practice play, practice squad player. I know he has to make the roster now because you can't go to the practice squad, but he's not going to, he's not going to make a significant impact on carry on Johnson's work. I think CJ no. Anderson held them back a little bit because week one, they shared the carries a little bit and I'm like, this is the wrong way to go. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I think carry on Johnson should be getting the ball a lot more. Uh, Kenny Galladay, like we mentioned before, absolute baller, eight receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown. He's a big weapon for Matt Stafford, um, Teron Johnson also reaches the end zone in a touchdown. Dude, that, that one touchdown was like amazing. He was juking people out. He was making moves on people. He reached yeah. the end zone. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Marvin Jones, five reception, 43 yards. Hopefully they can get him involved a lot more. I think people are looking at him a lot differently than they did a couple years ago. I think he's a beast. I, I think Marvin Jones is an absolute animal and I think he just hasn't been unleashed yet. You just kind of got to get him the ball. But if Kenny Galladay is working for him, you, you want to make him the number one receiver and Marvin Jones, number two, so be it. Um, but that's what's going on right now. So very quiet game for T.J. Hawkinson going to week two. I knew he was going to come down on that, and I think a lot oh, of fantasy yeah. owners are going crazy about it because he's the next guy up. But um, yeah, it came back to normal because I knew for a fact if that was going to happen that first game, and the Arizona Cardinals were not going to cover on uh, as uh, cover their tight end, I think T.J. Hawkinson was going to have a field day. But traditionally, Eric Ebron wasn't getting any you know receptions yeah. in the end zone either, so it had to come back down to earth eventually. But the oh, Lions yeah. take this one, thirteen to ten. Um, Chargers do not play well on the road. I think as soon as mm-hmm. they're out of L.A., is that where that's where everything goes wrong. And I think the Lions needed really needed this one. They were considered underdogs I- in their own stadium. Like yeah. On their home field, they were considered underdogs, and I think that's ridiculous. Um, because if you don't know that the Chargers aren't good on the road, they, they should show you that. And I think I'm going to get nervous if there's any game that I would consider betting on that the Chargers are on the road that I, I would take. Because, again, them going into Arrowhead – very nervous about that, you know. Any other game in their division, very nervous about that too. I, I, especially think that the Raiders could put up a pretty solid fight with them this season. Um, you know, yeah. if everyone's healthy and they finally start clicking, because again, the Antonio Brown thing's out of the way. So again, if they're on the road for for those games, it's going to be very nerve wracking for them. And you know, I feel like Philip Rivers is just he just doesn't travel well. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into Colts Titans. I took the Colts plus three and a half. Easy money. Got that, 19-17, to Colts are now 1-1, and uh, as well as uh, the Tennessee Titans as well. So let's jump into the Colts for a second here because, again, still without Andrew Luck, and they're still trying to fight for their season and keep Jacoby Brissett in there. He's their guy. Three touchdowns, one interception, 17 for 28, 146 yards. Didn't pass 200 yards passing, but if you make it to the end zone, you kind of forget about how many yards you have. Um, I think he's a very competent quarterback. Um, I never doubted him at all. But I just I just don't think he's their guy moving forward. But this season alone I think replacing Andrew Luck with Jacoby Brissett they'll be just fine. Yeah. Um and rushing, Jordan Wilkins uh, led the backfield five carries to 82 yards, but Marlon Mack had 20 carries for 51 yards. He's still their number one guy, so nothing to get nervous about. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. He's still going to be the number one target. Finally, Eric Ebron reaches the end zone. People were very nervous about him, especially considering that him and Andrew Luck had a very solid connection together last year, and now that he's out of the picture, we weren't sure what was going to happen. So last week he didn't reach the end zone at all. But he had the three receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. I'll take it, especially since he's on my fantasy team. Uh, Jack Doyle, two receptions, twenty one yards, he's their other tight end. Um, Paris Campbell, Naheem Hines, they get their you know, they get their share and stuff like that. But I think, you know, the Colts put up a fight here and I think where their win really came in is that Marcus Mariota is not a good quarterback. No. He's
0: What are they gonna do after the season? It's his contract year. I I don't know, and it's it's a unfortunate situation for him because there's a lot of very good quarterbacks that are in this draft. Yeah. So that's not good for him that this is the year that they make that decision, and this is a year that it's he hasn't been performing so far, and there's a lot of options to replace him. That's just that's not good for him. I'm annoyed because he has weapons. I see. I when I'm he came into that. the league, I, I I liked him. I was looking forward to him playing. I was. It was great. I thought he should have been number one. And and like he's just not been there. I mean, 154 yards and a touchdown. That's not. Uh, clearly, obviously, he's not going to do it because it didn't this game. But it's just—it's not going to do it. And even if he had like t- another hundred yards, I feel like it still wouldn't have done no. it. He's just—he's not producing, and it's—it's it's it's unfortunate. It's hard to look at. It is,
1: and it's. I mean, you gave him the benefit over the past couple of years because they've changed offensive coordinators every year. Yeah, and they were going through different head coaches as well. When they had and they Malarkey had all and these different players Rabel, coming in. Yeah, exactly. But what's the excuse this year? I know, there's – it's – I don't know. I mean, the only reason – Like, if anything, you're getting your your team back now. Because Delaney Walker went out. I feel like he's a very reliable target. Derrick Henry, they're finally giving him the ball after all these years of not doing it. I think they finally figured it out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. You have the weapons. Corey Davis was your number one pick. I feel like you're not getting – well, your first-round pick, I should say. He was the yeah. fourth pick overall. A.J. Brown, very talented. You know, Tajay Sharp's been on the team for a while, so he should be – you know, very put together with um, this offense. Adam Humphreys was signed this offseason, didn't do anything this game. I mean, anything. Uh, but, it's, yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, as Titan fans, you you just got to hope that he – you were really hoping this year since it was his contract year, you thought, oh, maybe they, it would they got some time, something. But, but
1: this is a far too similar sight we have seen.
0: This has been how he's been playing since he's come to the league. It's basically been that. I mean, there were some outliers, some games where he had he, – he did a lot better, but it, for the most part – He would be around this you know in between 150 to 250 yards a touchdown maybe a pick maybe two touchdowns that's about what you would get out of him my major takeaway from this game is that
1: frank reich what a great coach and how well he how well he has these he's these players coached and you know i mean i'll I'll touch on derrick henry right now he's he went uh 15 carries 82 yards and a touchdown finally getting in the ball and um again on you know, receiving-wise, again, he didn't pass 200 yards, so don't expect anything out of anyone. But Delaney Walker's getting some pieces of work now. He's come back. He's a very talented tight end. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I like the Colts. I think they're fi- they're really fighting this season. Regardless of where they're at, they're going to put on a show. Um, so 49ers-Bengals, I put money down on the 49ers as well. That hit big money. 2-0, and the 49ers. Are we seeing this connection with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan really come together? But hold on. 41-17. to Bengals go 0-2, but back to the 49ers. Well, what are you seeing here?
0: I mean, what I was surprised because when I saw that they got Garoppolo, they had Jarek McKinnon first. That's who they got last year. Yes. And then, unfortunately, those two guys go down. They're out for the season. Then this year, they have Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, and then they still have Jarek McKinnon, and then they bring in Tevin Coleman. So in terms of like his run game, I'm looking at it, and George Kittle last year came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I was looking at it, it as like you know, wow, like he's he's got some weapons. He's got a decent run game that he can work with, and they're also passing backs. And he has a, a great tight end. You know, if, if all goes well, it doesn't go well, just give it to him. Like he's he's your your option, your your bailout. And unfortunately, the two running backs that I mentioned are now not playing. Yeah, they're not playing. But. What a backfield they have yeah. without
1: those two guys. Yeah, let's talk about it right now. So Matt Breida, we know what to expect from him each and every year when he has to take you know take over the spot of being hurt. He did that last year, um, phenomenal year last year for the 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 position he was in. Um, but he, I mean, this guy even hurt, he's going to play. He always has that red cue on his name <laughs> yeah. in fantasy, and he plays and he puts up 12 carries, 121 yards, and average 12 yards per carry. And there's videos coming out of him right now. His like vision on the field is like insane like he avoided like this huge pile of defenders yeah. and like juked his way out and found a way to end up downfield I feel like he's getting better and better as you give him the ball um so what a waste of money giving Jerick McKinnon all that was because at most I think Matt Burrito was going to be a running guy and Jerick McKinnon would have been would have like done really well in the passing yeah. game and Mary maybe Jerick McKinnon would have a good run every now and then but he didn't do much before that when he was in Minnesota. so yeah. I don't know. And then Raheem Mostert, uh, 13 carries, 83 yards. So he got his fair share of work too. Um, I didn't even look at it on the receiving end yet because Mostert went <laughs> three, three receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown as well. So oh, talk wow. about getting your backfield involved. Yeah, this dude had a phenomenal game. And then Jeffrey Wilson reached the end zone twice on the ground, 10 carries, 34 yards. I, I think these guys have a lot of confidence in their backfield. And honestly, having these three weapons in there, I think you're comfortable with whoever's out there. Yeah. I, I don't think you're gonna have a problem with having any of these guys as your running backs, and you're definitely gonna throw some defenses off by not knowing what's coming next because these guys have are very engaged in the in the uh, receiving game too if they need to be. But again, yeah, most they, it's mostly their pass catching back, but they use Jeff Wilson a lot too. I heard his name a couple times, and I was like, what's going on? They're using a lot of different guys at these backfields. So yeah, and I, I mean, like it.
0: They're establishing that run, and then they have fast receivers, so keeping the defense you know on their feet and. If they, you know, they guess it's play action pass. It's way more effective now that this run game is really working. So, these guys are getting yards, touchdowns. As you'll read off, it's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think they brought in Tevin Coleman for the most part because Kyle Shanahan knew what to get out of him. Yeah. So he was kind of like, I'll bring him in, and if you know, I'm not not sure what's going to happen with with us right now, but I think they're going to be just fine
0: with or without him. Yeah, but I mean, I was kind of expecting this to happen. You know, Kyle Shanahan, he's a great offensive mind. He's amazing at making these play calls. He has, He runs a great offense. It's very specific and he runs it. You know, he has his own kind of system but when it gets going, it gets going. And I mean, you know, last year there were injuries but even away from that, you know, the 49ers fans were a little upset. They weren't doing well but I feel like it's just having to learn Shanahan's system because he's so focused and it's so specific. That same thing happened with Matt Ryan the first year that we yeah. had him. He had an awful year. He had one of his worst years he's had as a quarterback in the NFL. And then the next year we go to the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: Shanahan comes in, changes that whole dynamic. There. Exactly. And I think now he's like, I finally have Garoppolo. Like yeah. I lost him all last year and had to deal. I had to deal with um, who's their backup? Mullen. They had. They had a, what was that? Mullin? Yeah, uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. And, sorry, I forgot his name. Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. And yeah. then C.J. Beathard goes down, so now I only have Nick Mullins. Like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Not much. And now you're starting off on the right foot, 2-0. and No excuses that you should have. Everyone's back and healthy. Exactly. Besides your running backs who already knew but what, that they were injured early in the off season, So it was yeah. kind of like – and, then, you know, Kevin Coleman got hurt, like, first game of the week. But um, – you're very well prepared for who to use after that. Matt Breed is yeah. next guy up. Come on, bring him in. Let's know. We know what we're going to use with you. So, um, But, again, new target, Debo Samuel, five receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Expect more games out of like uh, more games like this out of him. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, again, he's a phenomenal player, very fast, three receptions, 70, uh, receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and again, most of it, like we mentioned before, was in the passing game. And then Kittle, expect bigger games out of him. It's just different mouths to feed. That's all. If you're using yeah. as your running game. You're going to see a lot of games that are like three receptions, 54 yards, but I think Kittle in the red zone will be targeted a lot. So no need to worry about him. Uh, Let's jump over to the Bengals. Not going to touch on a lot here because, again, they're they're trash. Um, Andy Dalton, 26 for 42, 311 yards. Excuse me, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, Joe Mixon's not going anywhere. Their offensive line is garbage. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 10 receptions, 122 yards. And John Ross, four receptions, 112 yards. I feel like... The most I'm going to I'm going to say out of this is that if you're a fantasy owner having one of the either of these two guys on, on your team um, is definitely a pretty good thing. I had both at one point, but they, I dropped John Ross cuz I'm like I don't want to have two Bengals receivers on my bench right now, but but yeah, what are we going to say?
0: They they have a guy called Drew Sample, that's his name. I guess so That seems like something That you make Like you create in Madden You just don't know What to name them, So like that's like The default name Yeah the default name That they (laughs) give you Um, But yeah um, These guys are just Pretty much getting
1: The load of the work Until AJ Green comes back I don't think AJ Green Comes back anytime soon Even though they're Projecting him to come back Like very soon. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's happening. And either. you don't
0: want... He, he's he been injured a lot in the last few seasons. You don't want to rush him back. No, they're because you're just going to lose him again. They're producing. They're doing what they have to do for now. I not feel getting like, points on the board, but yeah, at least you're... But, but how much more is A.J. Green going to do? I feel like him being... Nothing. Exactly. I feel you're like You're not him getting being, your run game
1: going with Mixon. That's not That's happening. what I'm
0: saying. Him him being a, like kind of healthy but still a little injured is not going to do much more, so... All
1: right, so let's jump into the Jaguars-Texans. Uh, um, this ended uh, in a very tight game, but very yeah. low scoring. 13-12, uh, to 12, Texans go 1-1. and 1. Jaguars are 0-2. They could have been 1-1 and 1 if, you know, the two-point conversion happened. What was it? Yeah. It was a two-point conversion? Yeah, they, they tried going for the win they at the end of the to game. Win. And, I mean, I, I respect the confidence there. Um, And, and you kind of want to get the win. You're kind of tired of just, you know, playing it. You know, playing it like simple, I guess you would say, but um, I feel like you definitely you definitely are behind your head coach when you're, when you're just like, all right, we're, we're gonna try to win this game right now instead of like playing it safe and still end up losing. Yeah. At least they were like we're going for the win right now because the opportunity is there. We see it. Let's do it. Um. But other than that, what do we think of Gardner Minshew? Twenty-three for thirty-three, two hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. He's not a bad quarterback, especially no, not on at all. the ground. You know, he could run the ball. He's very solid. He got them to that point where. You, you know um you know uh, towards the uh you know towards the red zone where they were able to give themselves an, a position to score so i think he was a big part of that
0: yeah so. and i mean they're used to, the jaguars are used to playing with blake bortles i feel like he's doing a little bit better than what bortles was doing last year so oh yeah definitely so i feel like but this what do you
1: think gardner Minshew has like a character Along with being their new starting quarterback, what do you think? Again, he's stretching the locker room with just a strap on. He's wearing he some cut, outfits. He some outfit off a of plane. This guy's a character. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's very different from what you're seeing uh, recently with the Jaguars because Nick Foles would have been just that straightforward dude that was yeah. going to come in and, and play. But at Gardner Minshew, he's the next guy up, and he's not disappointing right now, especially when he first stepped in after Nick Foles went down. He played solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, I, I would say definitely a solid backup. Could he be a starter? Not yet, but he's definitely doing playing his role very well. 100%. Um, it's
1: Leonard Fournette, very Leonard Fournette type game. No surprise here. 15 carries, 47 yards. People are optim- optimistic about his uh, future games, but we'll see when I see it. Okay? That's how I, I'll take it. But uh, Chris Conley, four receptions, 73 yards. DJ Chark, seven receptions, 55 yards. Spreading the ball out. Leonard Fournette was in the passing game a little bit, which is, doesn't happen too often. But four receptions, 40 yards. Uh, James O'Sonnet, Shaughnessy got involved, too. Jeff Swaim. I'm not going to get into this a lot more. I hate their receiving core with a passion. But uh, that's all we're getting from the Jaguars right now. 0-2. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward as Garden- Gardner Minshew gets involved in their offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 16 car- 16, carry, 16 completions on 29 uh, attempts, 159 yards. What do you expect when people are pressuring them this much? I think there was a stat that said th- they're tied... Um, in NFL history and, you know, the amount of sacks that um, the Texans are allowing. And listen, you see this firsthand in the same division. You could lose a phenomenal quarterback due to injuries and not protecting him. Start protecting Deshaun Watson. And, I mean, they tried their best with Laramie Tunsil,
0: but he is not going to solve all your all your problems. He's not. I mean, they definitely – you definitely expect more out of Deshaun Watson than what he gave this game. You definitely do. I mean, playing the Saints where he – he was a whole different quarterback when they played the Saints – week one at night, on Monday night. He was a completely different quarterback. And it's crazy how within a week he's very different. I mean, not having a touchdown, not having an interception, throwing 159 yards, that's just not – they lucked out and and ended up getting that win because, like I said with the Giants before, you score 14 points, you're not really going to win many games with that. They happened to score 13, and they won, which is very very rare. could have been 0-2 very Exactly, very rare that you're going to get that happening. So – I feel like whatever happened, they really need to fix this because Deshaun Watson looked week one like he could be, you know, one of the better quarterbacks out there. Like he he's been what they wanted out of him, and now this week he just nothing.
1: And so th- that game marks the eighth straight game f- with four plus times being sacked, which is tied most all time with Blake Bortles. Um, that's not good. Not good at all. Uh, no. But yeah, nope. so fix that. You found a quarterback, protect him. Instead, of, you guys had Tom Savage for a while. Don't don't. Overlook this. You have a guy there. He's going to play for you, and he's an electrifying player. Don't lose him. Protect him as much as you can. Uh, Carlos Hyde, 20 carries, 90 yards. Not too bad. I like Carlos Hyde on the Texans. I've told you this many times. Just him in that uniform, and I know what he's done in his past with the 49ers. I think he's a great fit for the Texans. Um Again, as opposed to Duke Johnson six carries for 31 yards, I think they're very reliant on Carlos Hyde. Yeah, and I think he'll he'll establish their run game. I think it was a very solid pickup by them. DeAndre Hopkins five receptions 40 yards, very quiet like I mentioned before. Deshaun Watson only had 150 yards passing, so not much is going to happen there. Will Fuller match that four receptions 40 yards. Uh, Kenny Stills two receptions 38 yards, and everyone else got their fair share as well. Um, but again, not much else to touch up on this game. Texans have their own issues to solve. The Jaguars are you know still recovering after losing their quarterback uh vikings packers this game was uh red zone really liked this game they really like showing this game uh but <laughs> towards the end they just didn't show them at all did you notice yeah that? they like the whole second half they didn't have anything Yeah. we were watching we we're just like yo this game has like a ton of time left and not showing anything um uh, but yeah so this ended up with the packers going 2-0 they win 21-16 to vikings uh moved to 1-1 and they look to bounce back this week going up against the oakland raiders so put a w up on there and move on with their season look forward to the week after no you don't want to overlook teams but I think uh, this loss should uh, fuel fire under him and uh, get a win past the Oakland Raiders. Um, let's take a look at this game here. Kirk Cousins, 14 for 32, 230 yards, a touchdown, two picks. When is this guy going to get comfortable with this team and actually start putting up numbers? Because I'm nervous. I'm nervous. That's what
0: I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, week one they they ended up beating the Falcons. They won, I think it was 28-12, to something like that. Didn't throw more than 10 times. Exactly. He he didn't really – he was not the main reason that they were winning. Their defense was playing well. They were making turnovers. Dalvin Cook had a hell of a game. That was kind of the storyline behind why they won week one. It was not him. And now this week, 230 yards, a touchdown, two picks, not great not great and then that I'm not winning and and I mean it's scary they just can't play from behind that's the whole
1: thing here yeah. they can't play from behind if they're ahead great they're going to keep that up and keep that lead but the second you're behind I, I feel like I had, Kirk Cousins isn't going to put anything up well on the board. that's
0: the thing he can't I feel like he cannot play from behind and the reason that that doesn't work too is because Dalvin Cook is an animal oh he's a beast. but when you have Dalvin Cook if My you're down goodness. by like tw- 10 12 points you can't constantly run the ball and waste all that time you're no. wasting too much And that's the problem. When you put the ball in Cook's hands, he's gonna go off, but you want him to go off, shed that clock, and you guys stay up. Not you know, you have a seven minute drive and you score a point and you're still down by another seven and you have to go out there. You you can't be doing that. Well
1: part of it is to I feel like he likes to run the ball, but when you're down, you can't do that. You have to throw the ball. So and I know Kirk Cousins is talented enough. He doesn't have to be a superstar, he just has to game manage. That's all you have to do in Minnesota. We're not looking for you to put up crazy numbers like you did with the Redskins, even though you had no you know protection whatsoever. We're talking about fourth string, like linemen protecting Kirk Cousins, and he still yeah. had the years he did. So now that you with, you're with better players now, you you can't seem to put it together now. It's it's very confusing. And again, he has one more year after this, and I don't know if he's going to be on the on the Vikings any longer after that. Again, it's only yeah. three years, eighty four million. He signed that deal for the purpose that. If I do really well those three years, I get that eighty-four million guaranteed, whether I do good or not. I'm gonna get that money, and I got my money, which is what he was looking for after being with the Redskins. But what are you gonna do after that?
0: You know, like no one's gonna give him that money anymore. Start performing right now. You got one more year. No one, uh, the way he's been playing, no one's gonna give him that money anymore. No. So yeah. So
1: Adam Thielen five receptions, seventy-five yards. Uh, Stephon Diggs had the one reception uh, for forty-nine yards at a touchdown. Dalvin Cook also gets uh, some work in the passing game. But, you know, overall, I, I think Kirk Cousins is their main issue right now. What are they going to do moving forward? Do they have your, have your run game. Let's see what you do uh, through the air. And, and I think Kirk yeah. Cousins really has to start putting it together. Because, again, they have a really good shot at winning this division. But you can't lose games to the Packers because no. they're going to take advantage of it. And they got games of their own to work on. And they can very much win those games as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 22 for 34, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he was more game manager here. He it wasn't was, I was crazy say, like it Aaron It was an Sanders. all right game, yeah. Yeah, he was just, you know. But free Aaron Jones finally happened. 23 carries, 116 yards. And touchdown awesome. average 5 yards per carry. This is how the numbers should look like moving forward. And don't give me anything else otherwise. And I'm talking about fantasy perspective here. Feed the ball to Aaron Jones. He's going to establish a game very well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, again, if he puts up the numbers like this, 22 for 34 and 2 touchdowns, that's fine and if you give the ball to Aaron Jones and he does what he did that game and he definitely got it done that's fine and you got the ball to, to Devontae Adams seven receptions 106 yards that's fine too if this is the trend every single game for the Packers which is what it should be on paper right now I'm looking at this I'm like yep that sounds about right yeah so nothing here surprises me at all and I love it against the division rival um it's fantastic and again Aaron Jones gets involved in the passing game as well four receptions 34 yards um it should always be like this. Give the ball to Aaron Jones. He's going to make your game much, much better. Allen uh, Allison reaches the end zone, four receptions, 25 yards. Uh, Jamal Williams in the receiving game, too, gets in the end zone. And, you know, everyone else gets their fair share of work. I'm going to keep saying this. I'm not going to go over players with two receptions for nothing. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like this game a lot by the Packers, and they're moving forward 2-0 under Matt LaFleur. Um, a lot of people were talking about that Aaron Rodgers is kind of having a pissy fit with Matt LaFleur on the sideline. Is that a a cause for concern, or do you think it's kind of just they're kind of butting heads a little bit because
0: they're trying to win games? I feel like they're butting heads. I mean, they're trying to win games, but I feel like it's also Aaron Rodgers is not – he kind of did whatever he wanted to do. And I feel like now it's not really the Aaron Rodgers show. It's kind of, you know, the the team is playing for the team. It's not, okay, we're not going to sit here. Like you said, his numbers were not anything, you know, flashy. They were – Good, they were enough. It's exactly to win the game. what he should do. Exactly, like if you're going to
1: win games, you don't have to be Aaron Rodgers scramble out of the pocket and toss 50 no, you don't. plus yards to, to win us the game like he used to do. And, I think and that's now the
0: thing; it's just it's just the transition. He's he might not be used to it, but they're they're two and zero, so doing a lot better than what starting off in the way that they had in the past, where he had to keep saying relax and all that. So
1: well, yeah. I mean, I won't be I won't, I'm not going to be worried here because again, you're two and zero. Again, you get into your fights with your head coach. It happens. It's just the intensity of the game. Yeah. I'm not freaking out about it. It's just what I saw on like yeah. ESPN and stuff. They're freaking out about it. I never saw any issues with it. Uh, let's jump into the Cowboys Redskins here, uh, division game. Uh, Cowboys move on to two and o. They win thirty one to twenty one against the Redskins. Uh, Redskins fall to o and two. But an 0 and two where they ha- they hung in there. These guys are yeah. putting up points where they should be putting up points. Um, I, the Redskins, I feel like they're going to give a lot of teams a run for their money a little bit. Even if they're going to have a bad record, I think they're going to put up a pretty solid fight with every team they see. And they did that against the Eagles last game, and now they did it again with the Cowboys. They're not going to have enough to win because the Cowboys are just a lot better than they are, but not a lot of
0: people were expecting this many points on the board. No. I mean, because up until now, their their offense didn't look really good on paper, but then once the season started, they these guys started coming out of nowhere, and they were kind of doing well, but... No one really expected no one's to do
1: this. No one's Case Keenum to do what he's doing right now. No. So.
0: But uh, let's jump into the
1: Cowboys here because I want to mention a big name going around right now, especially in contract talks, and his name is Dak Prescott. 26 for 30, 269 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick, which the one pick wasn't really his fault. Um, but do you think that
0: uh, th- he doesn't look too bad, Dak Prescott? He doesn't, but, I mean, I just don't know where that money's going to come from. That's the thing
1: you make your you restructure contracts and you do this and that in the third but it's going to happen they got him he got him to 2 and 0 and Jerry Jones is looking at him right now with dollar signs and yeah. he knows it's
0: coming yeah but after like okay week 1 they beat the giants and he did he looked great and then Jerry Jones is like oh well we're going to try to make a contract happen that's it that's all it took that in my eyes that's not good enough i feel like you know you win a game you're two and zero now you win another game but i feel like you in order to get that big money you need to prove yourself you can't just have like one or two good games and then you know it was literally the first game of the season they do well and it's okay i think we're gonna give him a contract now like that's that's it well he's going up against
1: miami this week so if right now jerry jones is like we're looking at three and zero. Yeah, but and we know you're gonna put up like five touchdowns this game.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I feel like that was such a like a low standard. One game you do well against a struggling defense, and it's just like, wow, that's that was it. I mean, you're gonna have to pay him anyway. They're gonna have to pay him, but I feel like I I thought
1: Dak was gonna be first. Zeke, they would figure out later on by restructuring contact, restructuring contracts, and maybe hold out. And that's the opposite of what's happened up to this point. So. I mean, we'll just have to see. Yeah. All right. So Zeke Elliott, uh, twenty-three carries, one hundred eleven yards, and a touchdown. He doesn't miss a step. Dude's an animal. Uh, They actually involved uh, Devin Smith, um, who I really wasn't expecting to do anything this game, but he had three receptions, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown. They lose Michael Gallup to an injury, so he's going to be out a little bit. He was a very big target for them this year. Um, I feel like they're finally using it, utilizing him a lot more. I thought he was going to be a threat last year, but he wasn't. So they bring in Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper still looks solid. Four receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. I feel like it's helping them a lot more as well that he's not arguing for a contract because I feel like he's kind of just hanging tight right now. He's like, I'm just going to work on my game. Again, mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't think I was anything when I was in Oakland. They thought I dropped the ball a lot, but I think I'm a very good wide receiver. Um, So he'll wait on that. And, uh, sh- kudos to him because I think that's – you know, in a league now where it's like, let's get my money, Um, I feel like that's a very good move by him. Uh, Jason Witten also reaches the end zone. Four receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown security blanket for Dak Prescott. I feel like he changes that dynamic for that offense a lot. Jason Witten, by himself, just being on the field will change it because he'll get open somehow. He's the slowest person <laughs> yeah. on the field, but he's going to find a way to get open He'll somehow. He's find the security it. blanket. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go over to the Redskins real quick. I don't have much else to add here. The the, the Cowboys were the better team, yeah. and they should have won this game regardless. And they put thirty one points on the board. We're not complaining. Hard here. to beat that. Yeah, hard to beat that. So Case Keenum, twenty six for thirty seven, two hundred twenty one yards, and two touchdowns.
0: Uh, it's eh,
1: but for him, nice, it's pretty. good. You know, <laughs> yeah. For him, it's pretty good. AP reaches the end zone, ten carries, twenty five yards. Everyone else is kind of quiet in the backfield because Darius Geis is going to be out for a little while. Yeah, uh, Terry McLaurin, again, having another monster game. Five receptions, 64 yard, 62 yards, also reaches the end zone. Um, very quiet for everyone else. Paul Richardson reaches the end zone. Not going to touch on much there. Cowboys are the better team, but the main thing to take away out of this is that the Redskins are going to hang tight, whoever they verse. And I kind of I like that because a lot of people, I, I hate when they live up to people's expectations for anything. <laughs> and even though they are 0-2, which people were expecting, people didn't think this would be... The score.
0: They're so. 0-2, but a respectable 0-2. Respect,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Steelers Seahawks. Let's jump into this here. I think the big story um, is that Ben Roethlisberger's hurt, and I clicked something by accident. My bad. Um, let's jump back here. Whoops. All right, so the Seahawks won this game 28-26 to um, in Pittsburgh. Um, I didn't want to touch this game on DraftKings, but... I should have because they were plus six and a half, and they would have taken this easily. Um, but the Seahawks are now two zero. Pittsburgh going to uh, their their seasons officially taking a turn for it could be the worst, but it's definitely taking a turn somehow, some way. Um, ben Roethlisberger's is officially out for the season with an elbow injury. Not sure if it's Tommy John or anything like that. There's a lot of speculation is that that's what it is. Um, he says when he comes back, he will not be done. He's going to fulfill his contract and play until that contract is up. Was it
0: another two years?
1: He signed a deal, three year deal. Sixty million dollars okay so and then Mason Rudolph comes in um, this is where you start to figure out that is this gu- is this the guy that's going to be next up after Ben Roethlisberger's done I feel like it's a very good way to figure it out too because again he comes in 12 completions 19 attempts uh, 112 yards two touchdowns and a pick and uh, one of the touchdowns wasn't even supposed to happen. It wasn't, like, drawn up like that, but it happened somehow, some way. Both of them were to McDonald. And, again, we say it all the time. A tight end is a <laughs> new quarterback's best friend, and clearly we saw that here. And um, he's got weapons to work with. I like Mason Rudolph. Again, he played with um, with James Washington back in college at Oklahoma yeah. State. Um, James Conner, 11 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Benny Snell was getting involved, too, a little bit. But, again, Vance McDonald had those two touchdowns, seven receptions, 38 yards. Juju gets his work, too. Five receptions, 84 yards. A lot of people are saying, you know, the ball's going to be spread out a lot more, maybe not going to be utilized as much because it is Mason Rudolph. And when Big Ben's in there, you know a player's going to have a good game. Oh, yeah. So we're going to see moving forward what happens. Um, They go up against the 49ers on the road in San Francisco. It's going to be a tough one. Tough one, but I put money down on the Steelers. I think they'll be just fine with Mason Rudolph. I like Mason Rudolph, dude.
0: I don't know. I feel like it's kind of – I feel like they're going in opposite directions right now. You have the 49ers who are starting, everything's starting to click, and I feel like they're really starting to become a great unit and a great team and really working together, and, and it's working. it's doing. They're all doing very well as a unit. And then the Steelers, now it's kind of, you know.
1: I think we haven't had a lot of surprises
0: yet since we're going into Week 3. Again, we've got a long
1: season ahead of us, but I think oh, yeah. this, this will be a big surprise here. I think Mason Rudolph puts on a show
0: guess we'll have to say. Listen,
1: he's been working in that system for a little bit now. I think it, this would be an issue if he was just drafted. hmm But they could still be in it. Again, 0-2. Right now you got nothing to lose. And Mike Tomlin isn't on the hot seat now. He can relax because he doesn't have his star quarterback. Um, put Mason Rudolph in there and let's see what happens. But I think it's, it's gonna, they're they're the underdog, but I think they're a very sneaky underdog going up against the 49ers next week. Um but let's go jump over the Seahawks and dude, Russell Wilson. This wow. is the nicest thing to look at in the world. This stat line: twenty-nine <laughs> for thirty-five, three hundred yards, three touchdowns. Dude's an absolute animal. He's a beast. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. I love him. Like he's he's my favorite quarterback. I think I would say, um, out of all the all the quarterbacks in the league, just all, all around. Like he works with absolutely nothing sometimes. Like like when his offensive yeah. lines were were pretty bad, and I think he's had worse years than this year, but. He'd have to run around and still make plays and somehow find wins and make it to the playoffs. Like I'm, like that's his M.O. He's like, I'm going to make the playoffs this year, regardless yeah, of what yeah. anyone says. Um, and a big reason for that is that he's finally utilizing a new weapon that comes in to take the place of. Um, Doug Baldwin, which is DK Metcalf, and I think he likes DK Metcalf. Expect bigger games moving forward, but he reaches the end zone three receptions, 61 yards. Tyler Lockin gets 10 receptions, 78 yards. I'm sure people are going to be expecting that moving forward because, again, he's he's been in this system for a little lo- little longer, and I think he's a pretty solid wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and you get the ball to Will, Will Disley in the end zone. I feel like Russell Wilson loves Twice, doing that. Yeah. yeah, he loves doing that with his tight ends. Giving, he's like, like, one day he's like, yo, I'm just going to get the ball to you like in the red zone as much as I can. I'm pretty well, sure that's He was, that's yeah, how he was how having it.
0: a good year last year
1: until he got hurt. Yeah. And I so, I uh,
0: forgot, CJ Proseis is still on this roster. They have like 10 running backs, so I, they all you lose track. By the way, which I have.
1: hate. Let's get into that. Rashad Penny and Chris Carson pretty much share the backfield. 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown for Penny. Chris Carson had 15 carries, 60 yards. Let's give the ball to Chris Carson, maybe, because he's your guy. And I know you draft Rashad Penny in the first round, doesn't matter, because he shouldn't have been that first-round pick. Just because Chris Carson broke his ankle doesn't mean he's not your guy. Chris Carson was phenomenal before he broke his ankle that one year. He comes back, he doesn't miss a step. He was great. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, do do what you want. I'm just saying it from the perspective that I hated that pick. I always will hate that yeah. pick because they could have probably gotten a defensive player, maybe or somebody other. Someone than him. else, because you already have a guy. But that, that's why I'm 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 a little pissed off about that. But what do you think of this backfield?
0: I don't I don't like it at all. I think there's too many, like a split backfield is. It happens. You hear it. it's becoming more common, and in the last couple of years, it's it's more common than it ever has been. But I just feel like they don't really have a split backfield. They have like a split between like five guy backfield, and it's yeah. just, it's too much. I feel like it's way too much. Um, let's see what else we have on the doggy
1: here. We have a little bit more to cover. We already spoke about the Giants. I don't want to touch on the Patriots, Dolphins. No, it's
0: it. There's no. They're point. on to the next week versus the Jets. Yeah, yeah. They're
1: three and zero from what I'm thinking right now. So let's not even touch on that. We don't have to touch on the Chiefs that much because. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to spread out the ball to anyone. Literally in fantasy, everyone's picking up every Chiefs wide receiver right now because how much each, they spread the ball out. Because it
0: just depends. Each week, it's going to be somebody new that's going to get those two I mean, touchdowns. I'll, I'll take
1: a look at it just on paper. But again, the, Demarcus Robinson DeMarcus, had the two touchdowns, but then they had Nicole Hardman, and then they had... Um, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis the Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, these guys, he could throw the ball to anyone, man. And they didn't They didn't score anything. Nothing happened after the first half. Yeah, so I, I think that was... not much I could say yeah. here. Um, the Raiders just didn't have much of a chance here. I mean... Um, Your silver lining is that Joshua Dobbs. I like how they did that. Do you, do you see Joshua that right there? Joshua, oh, Joshua Jacobs. Oh, no, Josh Jacobs, yeah. Why did they put Joshua Jacobs? I, I don't know. I said Josh Dobbs. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> He's on the Jags. He's not starting. Gardner Minshew is. But 12 carries, 99 yards. Um, Yeah, your silver lining is Josh Jacobs right now. Darren mm-hmm. Waller is also playing well. He's your silver yeah. lining too. Tyrell Williams should be getting the work considering that. A B is gone, but Hunter Renfro. Expect him to get more involved later on. Oh, I think he Derek is
0: really good. Derek Carrier. I thought I said Derek Carr. I'm like, how did he receive? I looked at it at a quick glance. He threw glance. himself, <laughs> I
1: guess. But yeah, I'm not gonna touch up on much much there. Just I'm just um, upset I didn't get Josh. Chig Derek Carr is a Derek fantasy. Carr game. Oh yeah, true. I wanted him so bad. I want Josh Jacobs. You I just, did well. At least know you know next year.
0: I think he's your Derrick Henry moving forward. Yep, I got and now. I, I got to get Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs, and those are gonna be my guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: Saints Rams. Rams win twenty-seven to nine again. The storyline here is that Drew Brees will be out for another couple weeks with the hand injury. He couldn't pick up a ball. He knew something was wrong here. He thought oh, it was yeah. ligament damage. He knew, and it happened. He just went through some su- uh, a, a successful surgery. Um, I think but, today. Or Today yesterday? or uh, yesterday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, right. And then Teddy Bridgewater's their guy moving forward. Seventeen completions, thirty yards, hundred sixty-five. Uh, th- what I said: seventeen completions, thirty attempts, in a hundred sixty-five yards. I'm all over the place here, but supposedly they're going into into this week with a two quarterback approach. What do you think
0: of that? I I hate Taysom Hill. I hate him. What? I hate him. Why? because he's the fastest a, guy on the team. He's a human flex and it bothers me. You can't be good at everything. <laughs> just just pick a spot and I, every time I see him on the field, I'm just I'm like, "Oh. What, is he, gonna, what is he what is he going to do?" Like he he caught a touchdown last week. He can be quarterback and throw a touchdown, he can run, he can block kicks, like he's, stop he's it. He's blocking
1: kicks now. Stop. He's lined up on the outside as their gunner. Like what's going I on? I don't
0: I don't like it. I just <sighs> he's literally the human flex. That's L- that's literally what he is.
1: Listen, Teddy Bridgewater is the highest paid backup in the league. Um he and Sean Payne's been outspoken that he's their guy moving forward if Drew Brees decides to retire anytime soon. Um I'm not a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not either, but he
0: he has starting quarterback experience.
1: He does. So it's kind of so, like you're okay right now. He's going to hold you above water, maybe some Bridgewater. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no, I haven't been the biggest fan of Teddy Bridgewater, but he has had the experience. And and that should he's, help He isn't him. the worst quarterback in the world. No, not at that all. That experience should help him, and I think he'll be okay. I think that he just wasn't expecting to start this game. Because I remember remember, well, yeah. remember, he threw that one ball away, just like when the play started, He's like, yep, the play's not there. Because yeah. he knows he has to get accumulated to this offense, and it's going to take a little bit of time, but – Drew yeah, Brees will I mean, be out for quite some time. I think yeah. Teddy Bridgewater will find his footing later on. Again, if he's going to be prepared to be the next guy up, he's got to. This is his time to really establish himself, so that they don't look to another quarterback in a different yeah. draft. He dodged a bullet, by the way, because he visited the Dolphins at the end of last year. Oh yeah! Wow.
0: That could have been not. It would have been Teddy,
1: <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater and Josh Rosen this year. Oh man. Yeah, he dodged a big bullet there. Yeah, um, I mean, so he's better off. D- they just kind of.
0: Yeah. Just, Alvin, just once Breeze went
1: out, it was kind of over. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 45 yards. Quiet game by him. Michael Thomas, 10 receptions, 89 yards. Expect that connection to be there with Teddy Bridgewater as well. I don't think anyone should be worried about that, the fact that Drew Breeze is out. But I, I think he'll be involved just as much as he was before because you're going to need that security blanket. I think Teddy Bridgewater is like, he's our best guy. Let's give it to him. um Traquan Smith, the receptions, 49 yards. Jared Cook, just two receptions, 25 yards and everyone else came thereafter. The Rams, though, had a pretty solid game. The big question here is what's going on with Todd Gurley? Should we be worried? Because, again, if you look at it on paper, 16 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown isn't awful. But Malcolm Brown gets those six carries, 37 yards. They're keeping in for, like, full drives. You're keeping him in for a full offensive drive. Oh, yeah, I I know. think they're worried Todd Gurley, or they know Todd Gurley, has these injuries, and they're kind of just – like he's not going to have that humongous role he had last year. He's a talented player. Let's keep him healthy and if we can get him the ball 16 times for 63 yards and a touchdown, we could still win some games like
0: that. Oh yeah, trust me. I know that you were one of the, the the most one of the few people or one of the many people that were really rooting for uh. Girly, because you had him on your fantasy team when we were going up against each other. Yeah. And there was that one drive. And he's like on the sideline with his helmet off. He's game. just what's hanging good? out. Just what are we doing? <laughs> he's just hanging out there at like the five yard line, and you're like, yeah. put him in. I yeah. need points.
1: Exactly. But at the same time, they knew they, they, they were going to win this game with, with, yeah, the There's Saints no point. at that point. So they were just like, yeah, there's no point.
0: But when is there going to be like, all right, what's going on here? I'm just waiting for him to do what he did last year. I'm just waiting for him to have that it's breakout not gonna game. It's not going to happen. I mean, I don't have him on fantasy, so I don't care if he does it or not, but I I hope he gets back to what he was doing. He yeah. was an amazing running back last year. Yeah. So, Jared Goff, 19,
1: completions, 28 yards, 283 yards through the air. Wait, I said yards again. 13 completions on 28 attempts, 283 yards, and a touchdown. I'm very off today. Um, but, yeah, Jared Goff also got a touchdown with negative two yards rushing. So, <laughs> that's that's fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, we'll see more of Jared Goff later on. I feel like he's still meh to me, like right now. Like, he's I like, all right. Sean McVay's helping him, but he's still meh. Like we're paying him this much right now, and yeah, you don't have he, to he, yet. But yeah, Cooper Cup five five receptions. 120 yards, almost had that touchdown, but he got it called back. I was so upset. Yeah, he that deserved that. was such that. a nice the play. The announcer was like, just give it to him. He's on the half-yard line. I know, that was line. such like, a nice a touch- play. It was going to be a touchdown anyway. That was such a nice play. But, yeah, Cooper Cup is back in shape. He doesn't look like he's missed a step since that ACL injury. He's back in action. Uh, Brandon Cooks reaches the end zone. I think he's a cause for concern here because he has three receptions, 74 yards. That might be a trend moving forward, just getting him, like, the ball twice and maybe reaching the end zone of the ball twice gets 40 yards. Yeah. But that's an issue for me. I feel like he's still a big weapon um, that you should be using. Because again, he's a no, he's a number one guy. Yeah. Um, Robert Woods too, not getting involved that much. Two receptions, thirty three yards. And I would talk about everyone else, but I don't care that much. It was the storyline here is that Drew Brees is hurt, and the Rams just took advantage of him being hurt, and they needed to win this game because they're two and zero, but they're not at like a healthy two and zero. Like they were, it was a close game against the Panthers week one. Yeah. And now you have to win this game because the best guy on the other team is out. Yeah. So you have to win. It was a lot closer
0: than it probably should have been. And again, I read you the numbers.
1: They weren't fantastic by Jared Goff. No. They weren't fantastic by Todd Gurley.
0: They were just again, kind of paper, all around. It looks great, yeah. but
1: looking at it in the game, it's like this isn't as explosive as they were last year. I feel like yeah. they set that precedent last year, like we're moving this ball down last field. Last year was gonna, their year. Yeah.
0: they If they were going to win, last year was kind of that year, I feel like, and... They, unfortunately for them, they didn't do it. I mean, that's not to say that they won't make it to the playoffs and do well, but they just last year was a good year for them, and they they didn't end up finishing it off.
1: All right, so I'm not gonna talk about too much with the Bears because listen, their offense is trash. But they snuck out with a victory here, luckily, and Eddie Pinero put it between the uprights, and they took this game. But 16 to 14 against the Broncos. Broncos are 0 2. They're trash also. So the <laughs> the Bears needed to win this game, like 100 percent. They needed to win this game, and they did. Snuck out with the win. Very exciting. Um and red zone figured this out. Stop sending me notifications before the play happens because I was very excited to watch it. And you already told me that he made the field goal before it happened. So thanks a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, we we already knew. But look how trash these numbers are. Mr. Bisky, sixteen for 27, 120 yards. And nothing. Garbage. Else. Yeah, nothing. Uh garbage. But David Montgomery very solid game. 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Please establish him as your number one guy. Please do it. I, I need him a for great fantasy. Player. Come on. He's a great player. I think he needs to get the ball. Don't worry about Mike Davis. He was just there as a free agent signing in case all went down south. He's your guy. Give him the ball, and no conversation, much else. Uh, Allen Robinson, four reception, 41 yards. Again, you only threw 420, so you're not expecting anything else. Yeah. Um, Shaheen, <laughs> three receptions, 24 yards. Adam Shaheen. Uh, who is this? I. Ben Broniker, two receptions, I, twenty-four yards. I
0: didn't even know there was a guy named that on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, Taylor
1: Taylor Gabriel had a reception. he Cohen had two receptions. Whatever, not talking about it. But on the Broncos side, Emmanuel Sanders, bro, two games in a row, he had a pretty solid game: seven, eleven yeah. receptions, ninety-eight yards, and a touchdown. And I'm glad he's back from injury, not missing a step. And Joe Flacco, he know they're both veterans. I think they know that if I'm going to throw to someone in key situations, I think Emmanuel Sanders is my guy, and he's getting in the ball. But 35 for 50. 292 yards a touchdown and an interception again. They were playing from behind before getting the go ahead lead and then losing it to the um, the 50 yard field goal. Yeah, I mean Adamier. there was that
0: whole controversial uh roughing the passer by Nick Chubb. And he, he literally No, Bradley ju- Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb's the running back. Yeah. I always screwed them up. Yeah. Um he literally from what I saw he just tackled him. That is an I- that's an flag. issue in this league. He literally still. he tackled him and that basically gave them the the possession they were like like their own 40 or 45 after that. Yeah. They only had to get a couple more yards, and that's kind of what cost in the game. But. So
1: still a split backfield with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsey. So for all fantasy owners, including myself in two different leagues, I'm not sure what's happening moving forward, but I think they're just going to split this backfield, You know, s- casually gain yards downfield and then start passing. Um, not going to touch on anyone. Cortland Sutton is still involved in the passing game too. Overall, Bears, you got lucky winning this game because you could have easily gone 0-2. Be lucky you have a kicker, because last year that wouldn't have happened. By the way, Cody Parkey is now working out for the <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Along with all the other AAF oh, players man. that were kicking. But, yeah, he's over there. Clown show. Good luck show. with that.
0: Clown show. Apparently,
1: Adam Vinatieri is still going to be playing. I thought he was going to retire. They, they talked him out of it. They yeah. talked him out of retiring. That's what I heard. I think they were like, dude, you're a stud. Just relax. Yeah, um, I heard. But he did cost them some valuable points. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, Let's jump
1: into the last Sunday game, which is Eagles-Falcons. And... Again, um, I know we got not much time to work with here because I want to definitely put in our picks this week because we didn't do that last week. Um, but yeah, the, the Falcons took the victory here. We watched this together on Sunday Night Football, twenty-four to twenty. Both teams are now one and one. How do you how do you feel about this Falcons team now that they finally get this win over a pretty solid team in the NFC East, and then losing that first game that didn't look good at all. Um, but now this game, you I saw exactly what you should have saw, which was Julio Jones. You know, you know, getting his work too, but Matt ryan throwing these interceptions. I don't, I don't he likes like to match it. how much touchdowns
0: he has with his interceptions. It's so weird. I just, I don't, honestly, what my opinion, what I think is going on is the reason that he hasn't—he's thrown—he's thrown interceptions in his career. It's not like he just doesn't throw any. But in the past, um, like last year, for example, in the year you won MVP, and then even the year before, last year, I don't think he threw too many. Like he usually doesn't throw many picks, but I feel like that's because the play calling has been more conservative. Within these last two weeks, you've seen a lot of deep balls. A lot. Like you've seen a lot of a lot of end zone throws from like midfield and that that's Oh yeah, they're
1: giving him opportunities to score uh, though. And and that's what I'm saying.
0: That's not something that I'm used to seeing. Within the last two or so years, like he's taken as you can see, he threw forty three times. He had a lot of those where they just bombed it. And I mean, one of the drives he missed two guys back to back in the end zone and it was like maybe like a thirty or forty yard pass like he was throwing him. It's weird to see that. I mean everybody always sits here and says, you know, force the ball to Julio, throw it downfield. Like we have all these weapons. Why are we not they're definitely more doing conf- it? They're
1: confident in him.
0: And now they're confident in him and they're confident in our receivers. And I feel like that's why they're kinda they they're getting these yards and that's why he's throwing more picks because it's kind of like the, the Big Ben effect. Like when he throws the ball so much he would just lob it downfield to to A B or he would throw it to Juju and when you throw the ball that many times, it's it's going to get picked off. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what's going on now. I mean, I'm not excited about it. Hopefully that cleans up a little bit because it almost cost us the game.
1: But Here's a big thing I'm annoyed about. You get Devontae Freeman to take it downfield again the, in the red zone, very close to the, the, the end zone, actually. And then you put in Ito Smith to try to get the touchdown. Like They're really trying to force him to get into the end zone. It's like, this is your touchdown, not Devontae Freeman. It's almost like they did it on purpose. Give Devontae Freeman the ball, dude. You signed him to that massive contract. He's back and healthy. And the fact that he hasn't even shown signs of being hurt up to this point, why are we holding back? Yeah, give I him mean... The ball. It's... I don't... Uh, they, As a fantasy owner, I'm very mad about it. But at the same time, it's like,
0: it's Devontae Freeman. When I he know, first was
1: up and coming, it's like, this dude, give him the ball. He's going to do something with it. So
0: They're just not... They just don't like running the ball these last two weeks. It's just not been their thing. As As we get to the receiving stats, you'll, yeah. you'll see that. I
1: mean, we know about Julio Jones. Dude's an absolute beast. Five receptions, 106 yards, two touchdowns. But Calvin Ridley, eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Almost had that second one in the end zone, like we were talking yeah. about before, where they're trying to really throw the ball and, like at the 50-yard line into the end zone. Um, but, yeah, Calvin Ridley, got to love his game. He's he's going to have a great year this year.
0: It's it's a good feeling. It's good to know that, uh, you know, I mean, two Alabama – receivers like our two big guys are they're doing well putting in work they're doing well and then I mean even Sanu I mean he didn't get too many he didn't in terms of receiving did not do as well but that last play where Julio got that touchdown he put in him and Jake Matthews were the two blockers and if, if they did not make those blocks that play did not happen yeah so, Sanu, you know, he, he didn't do as much in terms of the receiving yards, but he didn't make that block. That it, The game is a different outcome.
1: And defensively, he got nervous towards the end of the game, but they got it done. Oh, yeah. so I was dripping in yeah, sweat. Yeah, yeah, that was very <laughs> nerve-wracking. Uh, but Carson Wentz didn't have a good game at all this game. 25 for 43, uh, 231 yards to the air, a touchdown and two picks. Um Josh McCown had to come in at some point in the game, which is very weird. Yeah. Uh, I remember we were talking about that. But establish a backfield, dude. Give it to Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard. Do something. Don't split this backfield up. You guys were always solid when you had that, that number one guy, and if you needed yeah. to, you know, resort to having your three headed monster get involved, you did that. Like, um they brought in a Jaya, right? But who did they have yeah. before that? Who was their the Garrett guy? Blunt. The Garrett Blunt. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say they really like to split up backfields, but I feel like the Eagles need that guy that's going to get 20 carries. Yeah, for they're, their main guy. So amount of yards. Don't split this up. You really want to, you know, get get you really want to get someone working and you you draft Miles Sanders. I mean, I thought he was going to get involved a lot more, but I definitely thought before the draft happened like, "Oh, Jordan Howard's officially their number one guy." Yeah. Like, they're finally going to use him. I thought it was a great fit, but you're not giving him any work either. I feel like you really got to establish a running, you know, a running game that you can rely on this one guy to get you yards. Yeah. So, um, Nelson Aguilar, although on paper, it looks like he had a fantastic game. eight receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. He did miss a touchdown he, pass. He
0: could have won the game. Yeah, could have won them the game at the end. I don't know what happened there. Wide open. He was wide open and, and throw in in stride. And, and in stride. He dropped which it. Which makes
1: it even worse. Just dropped it. So don't let the numbers fool you. You really have to – if you're going to know about this game and talk about this game – don't look at it on the paper standpoint. They have an L in in the in their losing column because of Nelson Aguilar. Yep. And I don't know. That's just not 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 fun at all. No. But Zach Ertz eight receptions, 72 yards, um, and not much else for everyone else. Um, they ended up losing the game, but. Overall, Falcons bounce back win, good for them. Browns and Jets, and then we'll start I don't, placing our I don't picks. Want to talk we don't about have to. And boring. luckily, we'll just go for go go talk about a it real quick.
0: Boring game. But
1: it was a it was a game where Odell Beckham came back to MetLife. He gets his work done. Six receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown. He does a one headed catch in the same side of the field yeah. that he did on his van, on his, uh, his first one headed catch. So I feel like. That's just storybook right there. That's just something written in a book, or it's it's script writing. It's in a movie. Like that's something you'd see. Yeah. But again, Browns win this game 23 to three. Jets are 0 and two. Expect them to be 0 three this week. And you know until Sam Donald comes back, let's talk. But let's talk about the Browns for a second. Their offensive offensive line is not good. Not no. good at all. And I think getting rid of Zeitler was a big part of that. So j- as a Giants fan, I'm very lucky to have him. I always loved Kevin Zeitler when he was when he was on the Bengals with um, what's his name? Oh, uh, he's on the Rams right now.
0: Oh, well, wait, wait, Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth is yeah, they were it? they
1: were together, and I don't know how the Bengals did that. Like they the got Bengals of, like to get rid of yeah. big players. <laughs> like those are the best. <laughs> those was the best lineman in the league, and you got rid of them. But yeah, uh, the Browns don't have them anymore. They give him up in a trade, and I guess they were very confident in their offense that they were going to get it done, like with or without him. But uh, that's a big part of their their game is having a, a you know, a solid offensive line. They need to. Get their things together because their their tackle last week kick was kicking people. Like what's <laughs> going on? Let, let's get it together, because you, you you know you now that Ben Roethlisberger's out and you know now your big you competition can, is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you can make like, some moves in this division. Like this should have been fifty to three, not yeah. twenty three to three. Um, but Nick Nick Chubb can't complain about him. Eighteen carries, sixty two yards and a touchdown. Love it. I mentioned Odell Beckham before. Um, and then the uh, Jets did yeah. nothing. And the Jets did nothing. <laughs> so, so and really I mean, Luke. I mean, Trevor Simeon goes in. They give him the microphone on the Monday Night mic Put it on anyone else but him. Like, why not give it to Jamal or I Le'Veon mean, Bell? Like,
0: what, what did you hear him like? He was just when like he, destroyed he was like, his ankle.
1: No, not even that. Literally when. Oh, that probably was bad audio. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, no, when Odell got the ball, he's like, "Ooh, lucky catch, right?" Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> he was like,
0: "Let's have fun. Let's have fun." <laughs> like he kept saying that. I know they were like, "Oh, lucky catch," and the the uh, announcers were like, "That w- that was not a lucky catch." Like if they <laughs> yeah. But Luke Falk comes
1: in and he he does pretty solid. 20 ca- 20 completions on 25 attempts, 198 yards. He'll get the start going into week three, but it's against the Patriots. But Not going to touch up on that that much. Who I really want to talk about in their offense was Le'Veon Bell. 21 carries, 68 yards. He can only do so much. He had 10 receptions, 61 yards as well. This dude is out there still juking people. He's down 20 points. He's putting on moves on people. This, This guy has heart, and I think now the narrative's changed that he separated himself from the Steelers because he wasn't getting paid, not because he was bringing a drama queen like... Antonio Brown. Yeah. He was just trying to get his money. That's nothing to complain about. This is a different league now. You try to get your money, and he succeeded. And it wasn't the amount of money that he wanted, but he took it, and he's now happy in New York. And even though they're going through this right now, um, he's got plenty of years ahead of him. And he took that one year off to. Th- this is games he lives for. Like I've, if I miss time, I'm still I'm gonna put as much effort as I can uh, to win this game. And you know, shout out to Le'Veon Bell. What a guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was one drive where all they did was hand it off to him. Oh That's yeah, it. oh that yeah, that was
1: it. Yep. I and mean, what are you gonna do? You know, you can't do much else. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna even touch on their wide receivers. I mean, they're lucky to even get any yards on their belt. Um, but Jamal Adams had that one issue. He f- unfollowed <laughs> uh, the Jets on Instagram. He took the Jets out of his bio. He also got fined twenty thousand dollars for a roughing the passer call. That wasn't really roughing the passer. So you can yeah. tell he's pretty angry. So I don't know. Things are going down south for the ju- for the Jets right now. But. At this point, you know what you're getting because you lost Sam Donald, and even in his first game, I know it was his first time playing with those guys like a hundred percent, and he's only checking down to Jamison Crowder. But mm-hmm. at least you know what you're getting these next couple of games. You know, yeah, like, you know, there's like you, there's no these these high expectations are not there anymore, and you can't blame Adam Gase for this. A lot of people are blaming Adam Gase for what's happening but it's not all in it's his not control. his fault and he's he's done this in the past couple of years with the miami dolphins too i mean he had to he had to call jake cutler to come out of retirement to play quarterback <laughs> so you can't can put the blame on him he officially
0: has a guy to work with and it's it's mono
1: it's not the end of his career you know yeah yeah He'll be, um
0: there there was like a thing where they were saying oh like uh sam donald is back in the building and someone's like please call off on tom brady like <laughs>
1: There was also a lady with a sign that said, "I gave Sam Donald I, mono. I did see that. But yeah, so uh, so let's conclude this podcast by start giving our picks for next week. Let's go through each and every one of the games, see where we're at, and I don't know if we want to keep track of this and see where we're at in picks. Sure, go for right, it. Let's Why do it. Not? Let's write. Let's write it down. I think from this here, this from here on out, and uh, you're not a sports better. I'm not betting. Though. So if you were to bet, I would have. If you were a sports better, I think I would have. We would have picked, like, three games and done something like that. But yeah, I all I know is I'll put this out there. I took the uh, the Steelers' money line, very risky, but high reward there. And I think I see a lot more positives than negatives. And they're on the road against the 49ers. So I got money on them, and I put – 10 dollars on your Falcons this week. They're
0: underdogs. I know they are. Against the Colts. I know they are. Why? I was not happy Why about that. Why is that? Why is that? Um, I wish I knew. I, I don't know. I don't that's I, no- I think it's because it's in Indianapolis. I I that's the only reason I could figure out. That's I don't a, know. That's a no-brainer for me. But tonight's game,
1: uh Titans Jaguars, who you got?
0: Uh I don't know.
1: I'm taking the Jags. I want s- uh Gardner Minshew. I mean, off. he's
0: doing well and Mariota is not. But like it, it, I, I see it coming down to just, like, these teams it's just a, it's running. A shor- it's a short week, though, and I think the Jags are, like, they're
1: fired up after losing, like, barely losing. Like,
0: Okay, fine. The Jags so, can win, but Derrick Henry needs to go off again.
1: So you don't have to <laughs> take the Jags because I'm taking the Jags. What What do you think?
0: I I, I mean, if if you cancel out the quarterbacks and, and, like, the receivers because I feel like it's not going to be too much of that. I feel like when it comes down to just running backs, which is heavily what's going to happen because the quarterbacks are not playing they're not great quarterbacks. I feel like Derrick Henry is gonna outplay Leonard Fournette.
1: So you think, Jax? Yeah. Okay. That's scary that we both have the same. But um, Dolphins, Cowboys, and uh, let's just
0: Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I Go mean, on. unless you want to put down a thousand dollars on the Dolphins and somehow they win and you make like millions. I <laughs> bet that with the Patriots just because of the history, <laughs> but I'm not
1: going for it this week. I'm not even gonna bother. Um, Bengals, Bills, Bills, Bills. I think I'm taking them too. I really hope we're not the same teams. For the rest of this, we better be different on one of them. Um, you're taking the Bills
0: too. Yes.
1: Um, Lions, Eagles. Taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles too.
0: I wonder who's gonna win the next game.
1: I don't know. And where are they? They're in Philadelphia. That's gonna be a tough game. I think the Eagles bounce yeah. back. Um, You're taking the Eagles too. What's next? Jets, Patriots. I'm oh my the gosh. Patriots. Why are there so many like? I really hope the Lions give the Eagles a run for their money because I want to see a game where I'm not predicting these winners like exactly on. But I'm taking the Pats. Chris is yep. taking the Pats against the Jets. That's a no-brainer for anyone. I know who you're picking this next oh, yeah, game. I'm and I, I don't know why they're underdogs. I'm picking them because they're underdogs. I didn't want to touch this game at first, but it was very shocking because they came off this win against the Eagles, and it's kind of like – why are we not favoring them now? They just yeah, have a phenomenal I, game receiving. And for everything we said before, oh that well. should be why they're winning. But oh, well. Falcons. Uh, Chris I, is also taking the Falcons. I, I think we're going to have
0: a difference of opinion in the next one. I'm
1: taking the Vikings. I'm, Vikings I'm ta- I'm versus the Raiders. Raiders.
0: Whoa. I'm going bold. I, 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 I think the Raiders might be able to do it. I'm just I mean, not- I'm
1: overlooking the Raiders here. But I think the, the Vikings, like, they should not be – a discussion here. I don't think the Raiders take this win. And I mean, there could be a really good game here, but they're in Minnesota on the road. I don't know. It'll be tough. It,
0: it will be tough. You're taking the Raiders, though. I'm going to take the Raiders. I just no, feel okay. like I, I, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I mean, and I feel like if the Raiders get off to a hot start, like, I mean, not last week they didn't do it, but the first week they went off to a hot start. And I mean, how are you going to utilize Dalvin Cook at that point?
1: That's true. So uh, it all depends on that start. Game of the week. Ravens Chiefs. I'm taking uh, Ravens the Chiefs. are on the road in Arrowhead. You're taking the Chiefs. See. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs. But if we were to bet on DraftKings, Ravens plus six and a half isn't the worst. No, thing in the world? no, world. I'm sure the odds have changed by now. I haven't uh, checked. Most since likely. But that's not a back pick either. But they're in Arrowhead, and uh, that should be a very interesting game. Yeah. Very. Uh, one of the one of the, it's going to be one of the better games of the year. So, uh, Chris, you're taking the Chiefs. Perfect. Uh, Broncos. Packers.
0: Packs. Let's go Packers. I hate hate
1: the Packers. So, wait. Hate the Packers. No, I don't. (laughs) I hate the the Broncos. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was bad. Um, Chris, you're taking the Packers. I am taking Packers. Where are they? The Packers on the road? No, they're at home. So even they're in Lambeau, twice like twice already. So yeah.
0: All right, ta- this is a very I'm interesting game here. Taking the Cardinals. Ooh, I'm taking the me Cardinals. me I'm taking the
1: Cardinals too. <laughs> Cardinals against the Panthers. We got to tell what we're ag- picking ag- first. Against against the Cam Newton list. And who's starting? Ky- Kyle Allen?
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I don't really even wish know Will Greer was playing. I don't even know. That would have been
1: dope. That would have been good. I'm taking the Cards. I say they get their first win. They go 1-1 one, one and 1. I'm taking the Cards. Chris is taking the Cards. Let's go Kyler Murray. Let's get it. <laughs> uh giants buccaneers daniel jones giants. i'm taking
0: giants oh let's go
1: i'm taking, taking the giants, giants too daniel jones season starts now i feel like i'm gonna start taking the giants every week now like depending yeah, on he- <laughs> like literally i think he has a chance of winning every game but listen this is a risky pick by us here because the buccaneers
0: played phenomenally know, on defense against the panthers it's, that one week it's gonna uh, be hard last but week but sorry but so so how about this we we, we should like buy mark like a not a Daniel Jones jersey or something. Just oh yeah, he, <laughs> we should know. just do he it.
1: Listen, sometimes, hopefully he's not listening to this one. We get him a Daniel Jones jersey if he wins. All right,
0: All right. All right. All right. We're All gonna right. get like a text tomorrow. Like, hey guys, I uh, I heard that you're gonna get me a Daniel Jones jersey. I was listening, so uh, thanks.
1: I don't know. I, I'm kind of second guessing my pick here. I feel like Daniel Jones takes the Bucks by surprise. Listen, the just Giants'
0: defense is so bad, though. I know they're bad, but what I'm not. I'm not Winston impressed by their offense? offense. I'm not impressed by their offense. The Bucs I don't, I don't I don't I don't like they're okay it. on offense. I just think that Daniel Jones is going to be a phenomenal player somehow some way. I just have a weird feeling that something's going to happen and he's just going to go off. Man, I hope so.
1: Um let's see. Saints Seahawks.
0: I'm picking the game. Seahawks.
1: You're taking the Seahawks here. I think I'm taking them, too. Listen, if Drew Brees was still playing, this would be a different discussion. It's way different. But but I'm taking the Seahawks. Where is this game? It's Let's in Seattle. Check. It's in Seattle? Yes. Yeah, that makes it even worse. Yes. They're
0: going with that two-quarterback approach.
1: I don't know about that one, Chief. Um, They're going
0: with that. Uh, yeah, I'm going with that uh, That, that two-loss approach. Listen, we showed
1: our praises <laughs> about Russell Wilson. I think that's a no-brainer there. Texans, Chargers. Texans. Where are we playing? They're in L.A. Texans. I'm taking the Chargers. I think they bounce back. They suck on the road. They go back to L.A. I think Austin Eckler goes off. I think Mike Williams gets his fair share of the targets. Kate, uh, Keenan Allen, we're not even, not even, no one's even thinking about him, but he's having some great, quiet, great games this year. I'm taking the Texans. Oh, no, I'm, the I'm Texans. not. I'm <laughs> taking the Chargers. I had it written down. That was bad. I'm taking the Chargers. Chris is taking the
0: Texans. Not with that offensive line. What is your reasoning for that? Um, I just think that in terms of, like, when it comes down to the quarterback, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a big game, and he's going to keep them in the game. And if he can get mobile and he can throw down the field, I feel like it's going to change everything. Well, is Armie Tunsil okay? I don't – I guess. I I didn't even know he was
1: hurt. He was hurt, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even know. I mean, this one will come to bite you, but we'll see. Um, You're taking the Texans, not me, like we established before. Um – Oh, 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 oh.
0: Whoa, we got breaking news. Oh no. The Dolphins reportedly named Josh Rosen the starter for week three. Oh
1: <laughs> You're not winning, but I'm excited. Uh, yep. Oh there we you.
0: go. Love that. Love that. You love heard it here first. <laughs> you think they're tanking you
1: think they're tanking for
0: Tua? Um, I I don't know. It's whenever Fitzpatrick is somewhere, they just don't know who to play anymore. Yeah, no. That's just what happens. But,
1: but bro, if this thing happens to Josh Rosen again, where does he go? Where does he go? <laughs> they get to where? There's nowhere to go. Like, who's the next the bad organization? I don't know. Ooh, I like that.
0: <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> the Bengals get rid of Dalton,
1: and but they're not as bad as those other team no, teams. No,
0: no, no, no. But I, I like that, that. would be interesting.
1: I like that. All right. Um, all right, n- Steelers.
0: I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I know Boy, you are. I put you.
1: the wrong game down. No, <laughs> I put steel, like, i like wrote. Eric's taking the Steelers. Chris <laughs> is taking the Texans. I'm like, no, that's not the right game. <laughs> oh, who are you taking here? I'm taking the 49ers. Ooh, okay. I, I I'm telling you, bro. Mason. is going to Mason Rudolph is gonna surprise you on the road. That's a really well, tough pick. You gotta Please see. Please give me my money. Um, <laughs> Rams. Browns. Rams. Rams. Yeah, I feel like if you played like bad like that against the Jets, where you should have just demolished them, um, I think the Browns go down here. And you're taking the Rams, too. Yes. These are very similar picks, Chris. And uh, the one thing that's going to be decided between those two is the two back-to-back games, like I mentioned before, which were Chargers-Texans and Steelers-Niners. Yeah. Um, we'll see. And we'll keep track, and we'll keep this a competition moving forward. <laughs> and we got Bears-Redskins on Monday Night
0: Football. I'm taking the Redskins. What? That's what I'm taking. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am entirely taking the Redskins.
1: I'm going the Bears just the Bears because Bears
0: offense is awful. It's
1: bad, but the Redskins on Monday night, I I, I just feel, I feel like Khalil Mack is like this is my time to shine. Like I Monday just, night, I, I think that scared. their
0: receivers have been showing up, and um, I, I I just think that they're gonna. I know that the Bears defense is very good, but I one bad one mess up, one slip up by that defense, and that can cost them the whole game. They score a touchdown and they're winning seven nothing. I don't even know if. Like, it's it's hard. You think, is Trubisky going to be able to come back from that? It's 7 nothing.
1: Here's what I'll say here. Um, I think Trubisky bounces back. I think it's been long overdue. Um, I know it's only been two weeks, but this should have been the week that he actually put on a show uh, against the, the Broncos, um, and it didn't happen. Uh, so I think against the Redskins is where you do it. Again, their defense isn't too bad, but I think Trubisky... Makes you know makes something out of himself this week. Like it's finally time. If you're not going to we'll do see. it these past, you, you listen. You threw for 120 yards. Let's go. Like you know, like come on, pick <laughs> up the pace. Dalvin Cook
0: had that many yards on the ground. I think. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I think Dalvin Cook had like that many yards on the ground. <laughs> More than that, 150 <laughs> yards on the ground, and a touchdown.
1: What did he have? Nothing. <laughs> I think he bounces back here. I I can't take the skins here. I, I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm. We'll wrong. see. We'll see. see.
1: Um, last two things, and I'll let you go. But the Steelers just traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't know. And like I'm that. hyping up the Steelers a lot. That's an only another reason to hype them up. Because, listen, that just goes to show you they have a lot of confidence in Mason Rudolph going into this season. Because if they were going to... I mean, I don't think they would have taken a quarterback because they got some time to pick a quarterback. But, listen, he is their first... He He's technically their first-round pick already because they traded that first-round yeah. pick. Yeah. And they get to use him right now. Yeah. So... That's a big advantage, and he goes, he gets out of Miami, and you go to the Steelers. I think that's a big jump, and I think he's going to be a he's a, he's a great player. He was highly touted going into that draft. Um, I like him. I like. Him I lot mean, on, I think the Steelers.
0: I, I don't know how much impact automatically he's going to have, but I think maybe down the line it'll be a little bit better. But f- as of right now, I don't I don't know how much impact. I mean, obviously for him, he's happier. He's getting out of Miami. He didn't want to be there, but it's it's going to be an interesting situation. What do you think about a first round pick for Minka? Oh, oh, oh! What's going on? Miami just got Taco Charlton too. Nice. So for what though? Uh, they, they, he was released? They just got oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, they picked him up. Yeah, he was just released. So now he's playing his former team. Oh, true. I don't, oh, he's, I don't think. He's, I
1: don't think. Is he allowed to play this week?
0: <sighs> Probably not. I wouldn't think so. I would not believe. You. Uh, what is? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think he could. I don't think so either. But we'll see. Maybe somehow he'll be allowed to play. But it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, another thing. What's the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, oh, Jalen Ramsey requests a trade. How did we forget about that? I know. Um, he's playing tonight. He says he has his mind playing tonight. Yeah. I don't know what his teammates think about that. He said, I'm just going to let my agent handle it. That's something between me and him. But right now i got to focus on being a good teammate and play tonight and win him a game.
0: See, I respect that. I re- completely respect the way he's handling it. I mean, a lot of guys... We'd just be like, you know, I don't want my contract. I'm not playing until then. But he's, he's going out there. And like you said, it's between my agent, like, let him do his job. He's going to go out there and do his job. I think that's my the right way to is handle to it. Play. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the right way to handle it.
1: So let me tell you this the trade's going to happen probably by next week, I would probably. say. Probably. Um, but the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Eagles are the teams most linked to the Jaguars for cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And the Jaguars have been outspoken about trying to acquire, uh, about teams trying to acquire Jalen Ramsey for a first and maybe even more. Um, I think the Chiefs are in the best position right now to grab him.
0: Yeah. I mean, they I just I I They can give up
1: anything they want and their
0: team is still okay. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles could use him, but they just got Sandejo at safety. Um, so I feel like they kind of had their and then they have Jenkins at safety. Um who is the who is their corner? Um Darby. Darby, yeah. I mean they have him. Yeah, they could definitely use the help. I—they're
1: Why are they always in talks with these, I know, these that's what I'm saying. Massive, massive players? They're always in talks.
0: It's just, so weird. I, I don't know. And then the Seahawks, I mean, they just got clowny. That wouldn't be a bad pickup because their team's kind of – since the Legion of Boom, they kind of just have been going downhill. They've just been losing everyone. So I, w- I could see them fitting there too. I could see him fitting there
1: too just because the Seahawks are like – they're always in, in talks yeah. too for everyone, and they ended up landing Jadavian Clowney. Um, but I would love Jalen Ramsey on the Chiefs, dude.
0: That I mean at this because point, what
1: has what he wanted his whole career? Like even though he's a cornerback and offense has nothing to do with your side of the ball, you still need to have that, that quarterback. Even, you still need that even, yeah, you know, effort on both sides. And he had Blake Bortles this whole time. Now he has to play with Gardner Minshew. And I mean, I, I know it's hard for everyone to believe that. Why does that affect him in any way? Depending on what the offense does, the defense has to go back out on the field and try to defend and you know get the offense. Well, yeah, back yeah, and out I mean,
0: there. I mean with him. At this point, if you're the Chiefs, you're probably you nothing to lose. There's a good chance that it's going to be Chiefs and Patriots as of right now going in to fight to go to the Super Bowl. And if you know that the Pats are already loaded, you want to try to load your team to compete with that. That's kind of what the goal is. And by adding him, I feel like that that's helping a lot. I think so too. Um,
1: I think that's going to cover everything right now. Again, I don't know if I mentioned before. I think him on the Chiefs would be great. Yeah. Seahawks are okay. I hope those are the p- two possible landing spots. Don't go to the Eagles. Please don't, uh, for my <laughs> sake, at least. Um, but, yeah, we've got a big week ahead of us. Um, but, yeah, what else? anything else you got to add for this week?
0: No, I think that's all.
1: All right, so I'm just going to let you guys know. Please follow the Franchise Tag Pod. Uh, please follow fran- at, the fran- at Franchise Tag Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel at um, the the Franchise Tag NFL Podcast. A lot of more videos are going up on there. We just posted our timeline on Antonio Brown um, so far, and more things are happening. Nike just dropped him, by the way.
0: For Antonio the sex- Brown? For
1: sexual, sexual assault allegations, they so, dropped So them.
0: did the helmet company. Yeah, they did, they, immediately.
1: They, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't have anything else to add, really. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Franchise Tag. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.